don't know. Face to face. F to F. I don't know what happened, but my thing works again. Couple of silver spoons. Silver spoons. Grandfather clock. I update a call recorder too. Could that have fixed my Skype? Fixed your? I don't know what was wrong with your Skype. What's wrong with my Skype is I updated it. Now I'm in this weird UI that is just somehow worse than the old one. <laughs> somehow. The UI for the call recorder? No, for Skype. Skype itself. Oh, no. Yeah, I updated on my laptop, and now I get too many status messages. And ugh. Who puts ads in Skype? I just... I, Microsoft, I guess. I just, I don't understand it. I don't know. I don't understand anything anymore. Oh, it's a busy night. Got to close these windows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm having a beverage tonight. One, I'm having one beverage tonight. Mm. What does that mean? Uh, or, or, or as you would say, what that mean? What that mean? I think our podcast got better when I stopped night drinking. I stopped having drinks while we were recording. It's, it's Al- a, Alcoholic drinks, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I still have regular drinks. All right. But, um, hydrated. Yes. <laughs> Drugs aren't going to fill themselves. Excuse me. <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah. It's something I used to do. And then sometimes I think it affected the quality of the show. I don't, <laughs> uh, better, but for the worse or for the better? I think it affected the show for the worse. Cause the thing is about you is you sharpened me like a knife. So I it's need, true. I need to be ready. I need to be unsheathed. I need a whetstone mm-hmm. and too much wetness, uh, ruins <laughs> the stone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, th- so which which kind of shows are uh, benefit from you having a drink? That's a really good question. I really like alcohol a lot, and I used to always have a drink or twelve when we did. You look nice today, which you probably mm-hmm. can't tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes toward the end, my speech would get a little bit. Not slurred, but comfortable. I get very comfortable speech. It's, it's, it's when you start asking other hosts if they think they're better than you. Is that one we can tell? <laughs> oh, you, you, uh, you think you're a big man? Is that what it is? Is this what you want a piece of this? No, no. I, uh, I stopped. You know, all the this is inside baseball, but the things that I record are all uh, pretty much in the morning, like during the what would normally be a working day. And then uh, there's the incomparable. Rarely I'm on that, thank God, because uh, I'm terrible on that program. But I will sometimes have a beverage there, but not too much. And then, yeah, it used to be, I mean, it used to just be my habit that, like, if it was a nighttime podcast, I'd have a drink or, or a few. And I just thought, you know, the show got better after I stopped. But tonight, tonight, tonight I celebrate my love for you. Now, if I'm sloppy by the end, you tell me, because I know you can tell. Don't you have, like, a preternatural sense of when Marco is having a beer don't you have you talked about this on the program? You have some sense. You can just tell something about Marco is different. I can tell when Marco's drinking, but I I confess that I cannot tell when you are drinking. Oh, come on. Really? If you had asked me, does Merlin drink during your podcast or any other podcast, I could have gone either way. I don't, I don't See, know. See, that's one reason I stopped was because I was covered with shame. And I thought like, oh, no, I don't want I, you know, I was already it was so hard to get you to do this show. I was worried you wouldn't keep doing it. I don't. I don't know you well enough to know what drunk Merlin is like versus sober Merlin. Like, because I've never been with you in person, drinking and not drinking to like calibrate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're usually having a sprite. Uh, I, I've been with you in a bar, but you're not drinking in in that bar. Yeah, um, you it's don't have a f- drink in your hand. Maybe by the time I get you, you already had your drinks. Yeah, I got my know. got my camel back. No, it's just it's better this way. But um, 
Yeah. Yeah, it's just been it's it's been a it's been a big night, so I'm um having. Oh, I, I heartily endorse you not drinking during this program. Okay, well, I'll just have this one unless I really feel like having another. But we got a lot. Mm-hmm. To, we got a lot to talk about. We have a lot of things on the list now. Did 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 you add back in front matter as a separate section, or did I do that and forget? You forget so many things. Do I? So so many. Luckily, we record this program, mm-hmm. so it's possible to go back if, especially if you have the original recordings, yeah, and listen to the part of last week's episode. Mm. where I took front matter out of the follow-up and front matter section and put it out into his own section. And that, during that same part, you commented and said, oh, you've already done that. You've broken it out into your own section. And I said, that was yes, you. I you. You did that. Yeah, and you commented on me doing it. I, I'm no, I commented on that. Showing that you no, recognized no. that I had done this. Well, and yet, and yeah. yet, mm-hmm. after recording last week's episode, you went off to do some other podcast. Okay. During which you complained that i had deleted front matter yeah when you know this is after we had both recorded an episode in which we both commented on and confirmed that i had separated front matter out and put it into its own section so okay, your memory is, is terrible and you are yeah, a bad person this, okay this is this is going to be a problem again because i don't remember <laughs> remarking about that uh i feel like i kind <laughs> of remember mentioning it to someone else on a podcast mm-hmm. but i don't yeah, rem- luckily both of these things have been recorded okay in, i don't remember which podcast form. that was i have a guess mm-hmm. But I'm glad you've told me. I'm glad Front Matter is back. And right now, the only Front Matter is uh, I have a book that says- It never left. It never left. It never left. It was there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Every time you have a go to a water fountain, mm-hmm. I, I told my daughter about that. I told oh, my daughter- the water fountain it. thing? Yeah, the water fountain thing. I said, John had but, a friend- But, it, but, but it, has, it has been robbed of all its power, as I no, think I mentioned before. No, 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 no. No, it has. Because now now the format has taken is now it's a story about John Roderick and story about John Roderick. But I think Roderick, of it every time are... I see a water fountain. So the yeah, story, but you, the think story? Of this, you think of the story about from John Roderick, you don't think of the original person. I can't even remember who the original person was. I feel like his name was Michael, but as I think you've stipulated, I don't have a very good memory. Yes. I think his name was Michael. And one time, Roderick and his friend, who we'll call Michael for purposes of our mm-hmm. program, mm-hmm. dollar sign Michael. Like, like the guy from, uh, or the gal from Star Trek Discovery. Okay. And they, hmm, uh, they were near a water fountain. They were uh, water fountain uh, adjacent. And uh, the person we're calling Michael says to John Roderick, he says, he says, from now on, whenever you uh, have a drink of water from a water fountain, I want you to think of me. And John told me this story, and, and John claims that he still thinks of his friend whenever he sees a water fountain. Mm-hmm. Now, whenever I see a water fountain, I think of John Roderick remembering his friend. Right, but you don't remember the friend. I, I mean, by extension, I do, I think. Do, do you mm-hmm. think I don't remember? You don't even remember the friend's name. And Are you, you sure? I, I think you've also lost the context. I think the context was like a parting of ways, like after high school or some of the time when you're not going to see this person for a oh, long time. That makes time, the story so like, much better. That's really good. So it's like a viral. I think that is, I think that was part of it. My okay. big recollection. Anyway, we all think of John when we think of that and not of the friend whose name we can't even remember. Let's call him Michael. I, I told my daughter about this the other day and I don't think it's taken yet. You don't get as yeah. many, you call them bubblers in Boston. Yeah, I was, I was going to just make that thing comment. No, I was going to say for our Rhode Island residents, when he says water fountain, he means bubblers. Now, what do you say in Boston? I say water fountain because I'm from New York, and I'm pretty sure bubblers is more of a Rhode Island thing. Although, as you get towards the borders, I don't know. So they, they got a, they got a lot. My uh, my lady friend is from Rhode Island, and uh, they got a lot of silly names for things there. Yeah, the Jimmy's there too. Oh, Jimmy's instead of uh, sprinkles. Yep, we call them Jimmy's in Ohio. Yeah, Jimmy's. I think Bubbler <laughs> has other places, and Jimmy's is, is more widespread. But <laughs> Jimmy's got his eye on you. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, they got cornholing there. And I had never mm. heard cornholing until yeah. I went to Rhode Island to visit my wife's crazy family, who's awesome. And then everybody just said cornholing without laughing. 
Yeah. And then like even this week at Carnival, we had the Carnival at school this week and uh, they had cornholing there and they called it cornholing. What's the alternate name for that? I have this right. It's the, the, the hole in the board we throw a beanbag into. Yeah, right. Yeah, but what's the other name for it? Is it a uh, beanbag toss? Mm, I don't know. Let's learn about cornholing. Mm, be careful. Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, roll that Google. Safe search on. Cornhole. Oh, dear. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll scroll down a little bit past that first one. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't even... Oh, I see. Let me just search for cornhole. That's probably a little more. Uh, yeah, the ing is something you're adding, right? Isn't it just the yeah. singular? Cornhole, also known as dummy boards, beanbag toss, dad dad hole. What? <laughs> Whoa. Come on. Guys, cornhole, also known as dummy boards, beanbag toss, dad hole, doghouse, bago, ass bag, sack toss, and cornhole is a lawn game in which players take turns throwing bags of corn or bean bags at a raised platform with a hole in the far end. Yeah, I guess there's, I don't know any of those alternate names. So I'm familiar with the game. I've seen it. I remember seeing it, but I don't think I had a word for it, I guess. Yeah, you uh, you, you cornhole while you're waiting for your lobster roll. Maybe beanbag toss is maybe the name that would have come up. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it's back. I don't remember it coming back, but I'm glad uh, you, you, you moved it. That's good. Because Front Matter is different from follow-up. You understand the distinction, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, but just in case there was this wasn't a bit, you were complaining about it on on uh, Dubai Friday. I do that show. I do that show. I do yeah. that. Yeah. There was a lot of there was a lot of uh, unfounded complaints about me in that show. One one particular uh, thread was mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I, I forget you you had said something unsupportable <laughs> about me as is, as is your way. I um, said I think I referred to you. I don't remember what I said, but I think I said mm-hmm. something like you, that you're like a a, a meat bag of uh unsupported strong opinions or something like that something or so arbitrary opinions arbitrary and, 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 i said and you your were took exception to arbitrary yes. and someone asked you for an example and you said well he, he he's unreasonably angry about britishisms which a is not true i'm not unreasonably angry about it you are so and, arbitrarily no. angry i hear it no. i hear it i hear it, you, you, it, was, like, so angry. it was like unreasonably angry like it was like enraged me first of all and second of all the the fact that that's arbitrary and so then you got what mad that i said you, you got mad you said i you got mad yeah, that well, i said you were too mad no, you were i feel like that. i'm being misrepresented anyway and then your two co-hosts went on to enumerate Various British. No, you went on to enumerate various Britishisms and asked your co-host what they thought of it, and everybody didn't like them. Yeah. Nobody liked them. Nobody liked the Britishisms. Well, you know, it's nominally a comedy podcast, the program you're talking about, and I thought mm-hmm. it would be funny to bring some of the ones that I. Yeah, that I no, it's I, better. It's better yeah. when you when you make pretend like you were there. Yeah, podcast tastes person. better. Pill. I I I um I I I think I'm most with you on stroke. I think stroke is a little cute. All of them. I think Max had it right. Like, do you feel the uh, embarrassment by proxy? Yeah. What about Cheers? You ever in your emails with Cheers? I couldn't believe that several members of that program admitted to doing that. No, I do not do it's that. It's always bugged me. It's always bugged me. That's no good. Mm-hmm. How do you end your emails? Uh, with my name with a hyphen in front of it. Your name? Oh, dash John. Yep. No space. Okay. Capital J. I, I, I adopted acutism in the 43 folders days when I had to write a lot of emails and I would do a, a slash and a lowercase m. Um, yeah, I know. I could have guessed that you would have had a cute way to sign your email. Isn't that kind of distinctive, don't you think? it's a, I don't know which slash it is. It's a slash like in a URL. Which slash is that? There is a certain class of people who have a cute way to sign their emails. You were in that class. Oh, you think so? Yeah. You oh, mean yeah. Set, setting aside uh, signatures? Yeah, no, setting aside signatures, which is a whole other ailment, which I think, I mean, if everyone who was using the internet during a certain time at least dabbled in the world of of proper... Usenet ASCII signatures. Yeah. Right. 
I, I mean, that was part of, of that was too. part of the fun in the culture, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. But that's you never had a, you from, never had a Larry Wall quote as your signature. Oh, I totally had all sorts of signatures, but I'm saying like signature come and go. But like, how do you sign off on your emails? Right, right. And that's where you get the cute things of slashes or your name spaced out or mm. oh, uh, right, know, <laughs> all, <laughs> yeah. all sorts of you know all Hi. caps or uh, you know some character before it like a little O and a big O. Like a thought bubble, but yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I have I have relatively few emails from you. We don't send. I mean, we've get. What I am I going to email you about? What am I going to say that my wife two times me? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I got that line right. No, it's close. close. That's uh, close. Scorchese's mother says that, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can find the oldest email from you that I've got. 276 of many. <laughs> it's an ellipsis and, and then a question. You live in the woods? <laughs> uh, oh, oh, let's see. John Gruber, Jason Kotke. I don't know why that's a big thread. Name dropper. Huh. No, you were you were in it too. Um, was on a call. Man. Yeah, I don't, I don't see. It's fun to do sometimes to look back at your first emails from people. Oh, look at me begging for a... A beta of Instapaper. Look at that. <sighs> Solid days. I generally, um, I try to, I overthink. I'm an overthanker. And so I'll do a thanks, like pretty early on. Usually at the very beginning, I might say thanks. <laughs> oh, I, was, I, was, I was in a processing loop about your pronunciation of overthinker for a little while there. Thanks for pulling what? me out of it. <laughs> oh, wait, what, what, what? I don't understand. I'm an overthinker, uh-huh. right? Right. That's what I thought you said. And but I'm but I'm processing it. and It's not working, and you're continuing on. And eventually, contact. Oh, you mean thank? Got it. Oh, oh yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you at? I don't have your other one. Oh, they're probably in here somewhere. I want the earliest one I can find is uh, April 2011. Yeah, I had such a crush on you then. April 2011. Okay. It was a mass email. I was, oh yeah, that's not good. That, but that's the earliest I see. I'm, I'm not doing a really thorough search here. I'm just typing oh, gosh, two and then your email address. So many emails I haven't responded to. I'll, th- I'll, th- I'm, a, I'm an overthanker. I'll, I'll thank. I want to, I want to be grateful, you know. And sometimes I'll end with a thanks. I'll end with yeah, a thanks. no, that's fine. Like I'll, I'll add that extra stuff for the people I'm less familiar with. Like the, the, the less familiar I am with the person, the more I feel like I have to add the mm-hmm. conciliatory. The lu- like the I don't know, like the lubricants. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or something something different than my normal email because normally like just that little hyphen in my name that's kind of terse right? yes so yes um although i find it funny when i type uh sometimes in emails i'm like why am i signing this like sometimes i have that thought like why am i why am i doing this just because i've done it my entire like life on the internet with and without a silly signature below it like why am i doing this like it's clear to everyone involved who it's from like these days, there's no reason for you to put your name at the bottom. Every email client and way of reading email makes it clear who the email is from in a way that doesn't require you to do it in line. And yet I continue to do it. I don't know. Old habits. I realized something the other day. Or basically, I, I, I remember some exchanges that I've one time exchanges that I've had with uh, pe- people that I like and admire who are kind of celebrities. And I was showing, uh, we were watching a video and for no particular reason, I pulled up my Gmail and I said to my daughter, look, I emailed with this guy one time. 
and I know you're aware of the phenomenon of my daughter not being impressed by unimpressive things in my life. I'm also aware of your desperate need to impress your daughter. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, um, so, but I was uh, reminded of something that I used to do that is just so bad. I can't believe I used to do this. I used to be much more needy and keening and like desirous of the attention of others in a way where now like I still have that, but like, but I also am kind of like, mm, eh, you know, I don't want to be that particular guy. So I would do a thing sometimes. Oh God, this is so bad. I would do a thing sometimes where like I, I would have this like pretty unnecessary. Oh, gee. I had this mostly unnecessary, I had different signatures. One that I had was that I would sometimes pull out when I wanted to prove that I was Merlin Man. was I would mention something about a website that I was on that people were aware of. I, you know, it used to be a thing in the mid-2000s where you would have like your websites and you might include your preferred email address or sometimes your phone number. And I had this one, oh God, this is so bad. I had this, I have to just get this off my chest. I had this one super douche address that looked really good when it was set in uh, mono space and it says my name san francisco california and i would always spell it c-a-l-i-f because i thought that was cooler and then i did that wired magazine thing where i would say m for my mobile number colon plus one and then my phone number total Mm -hmm. douche Mm -hmm. move uh next on that line is my aim address and below that are all of my websites five webs i have the links to five websites <laughs> that is excessive merlin man 43 folders the merlin show fives and that phone guy and i and i can tell you this came back to me in a way that's completely humiliating i remember that i i most i would use that when i thought i wanted to impress somebody but like also when i thought it was my chance of like getting noticed by somebody so i sent that to bill Hader. yeah but that type of person is not looking at your email signature right i helped him with blogger Sure, but yeah. like that's that's a below there. That's just line noise. Especially, I love how Gmail makes most signatures look like automatically collapses them into quoted text because it it interprets it interprets the uh, the leading characters on most ASCII art email signatures from the old days as yeah. quoting characters, so it auto collapses <laughs> right. them. Which is <laughs> just, nice. We don't need to see this. That's okay. It's a nice a nice comeuppance. Like I, I, yeah, I don't think it's doing it intentionally. I think it's just misinterpreting it as, as quoted text. Yeah, five. Yeah, it's smart. Five websites is, is too much. Too much. Uh, Paul Shear, uh, he got slash m, my phone number without the wired format, and my aim address, just in case Paul Shear wanted to contact me. Helped him out with Blogger. Not good. Uh, very bad. Yeah, I think all my bad signatures are in Usenet, which is, I think is the appropriate place for them. But they were, you know, they're pretty elaborate at various points. When did you, when do you feel like you really got into use? I mean, did you just kind of like just plop into Usenet like pretty early on? Yeah, it was like one of the first things I went like, on. R- like roughly plus, plus or minus pre, what year? Pre-web, uh, 1993. Okay. Yeah, I was doing read-only Usenet then. I didn't have, my Telnet account didn't have um, the ability to post, but I could read. And so were you just using a terminal look mm-hmm. a, a program for looking at that? Yep. Tin. Tin. Okay. And did that have the ability to have a signature? Would you have like a cute like a Larry Wall quote in your tin? So I think Tin had a way to automatically append your signature, but me being me, I'm pretty sure I was using Emacs as my editor and then using my custom key binding for inserting the contents of another file to pull my uh tilde slash dot sig file and throw it into there. Mm-hmm. Like I would do it manually instead of using the program's feature to automatically include it just because it would let me see the finished email with everything all together and I wouldn't worry if it was going to put an extra blank line. I can't remember. Do I put a new line after my thing or before? Is it going to add one? I just want to see the whole thing. So mm-hmm. pretty sure I did it that way. I bet you got pretty good at that, at the uh, at using the app. 
Yeah, I didn't, I didn't post that much, but yeah, like one, one of my strange regrets in life is when I first started using Emacs as a, as a Mac user, I didn't like most of the key bindings because they're nonsensical and, and not only they're nonsensical, but also they're also different than the Mac. Um, so on the Mac open files, command, O, you know, quit is command Q cut, copy and paste makes sense from a keyboard location perspective, even though they don't make much sense mnemonically, just because they're all near the command key down in the lower left corner, print is command P like there's a, there's a straightforward mnemonic for most things. And yet Mm -hmm. in Emacs commands to do, you know, like save the file is not control S. Um, it kind of is, but depending on how control S is bound to flow control with, with uh, control Q in your terminal, you can get into bad situations and, and you have to use the meta key. And anyway, but that, um, that's to save a text file, not a binary, right? No, Emacs doesn't have that distinction. Um, you're thinking of FTP. Uh, well, no, I'm just thinking about like, you know, uh, there's a certain age, a certain person who thinks of using that as, as a place you go for binaries, but but you would have been just, that oh, would have yeah, been the demo yeah, of no, photo yeah. or they, something. They, they were still there, but yeah. But but anyway, I'm just talking about Emacs commands. And so okay. one of the things I always want, you know, command O for open a file, there was equivalents for that in in Emacs, but they weren't bound to control O, right? Um, and same thing for find. Control F moved the cursor forward one character. It didn't do the find, you know, the search command. Mm-hmm. And so one of the very first things I eat, I did in Emacs, once I learned that it was very configurable, is I changed all the key bindings to be how I wanted them to be. So command F became find, command O became open, right? And I did, you know, I did, I made my own key bindings for saving the document that were actually the same number of keystrokes as the real one, but just, you know, different. And they made more sense to me. And now I can never, I can never go back. Like I know the, some of the real key bindings and no control XS. Right. But, uh, for the other things, I don't even know what the real key bindings are. And I have to do, you know, escape X type out big, long Emacs command and tab completed and hit return. Um, you know, so like I've ruined Emacs for me forever. Instead, I should have just said, look, this is Emacs, learn what its weird commands are don't override them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only fun part was when, you know, a coworker would come up and try to use my computer and try to hit <laughs> control F to move the, the cursor forward one space and they'd be in the mini buffer. And it was just, it was hilarious. I felt that way when I installed Brett Terpstra's key bindings, he has these great key bindings that you can put in like a dot DICT or something like that. And like, Ooh, it was like a terrible prank had been played on me. They're really great if you learn them, but like, if you don't know them, that's no good. Yeah. I found um, this one, I paid a young man named Benjamin Trot to install something called Movable Type on my pair account in 2000, probably four, three or four. And I remember I, I paid a kid, that kid to install it for me. He had a, he had a Larry Wall quote. And I think it was the first um, Pearl joke I ever heard. What? Give me a hint about the Larry Wall quote and I'll see if I can pull it out. It's a classic. Don't tell me. Is that you? Uh, and don't tell me there isn't. Nope, I don't have. Don't it. tell me there isn't one bit of difference between null and space because that's exactly how much difference mm, there is. I've heard that one, but that's I, good. I would not. I would not have pulled it out. <laughs> Mine, uh, I remember very clearly. Uh, so when I first got on, I had a, I was using. Oh God, what was I using? I would be making it up if I told you. I don't even remember what email app I used. Maybe, I want to say Pine, probably. 
but um, and it might have had signature capability, but basically I had to get a four pay account to get TCP IP access to be able to like do like, you know, the fun stuff to get graphical things to be able to use Eudora. Uh, I had to get TCP IP access. So I paid for an account with my own money. It was like $40 a month in 1993 or four, whenever that was. Um, and uh, man, Eudora, Eudora was so fun. And you could, you could have, uh, you could have different uh, signatures. Said different things. Uh, for a long time, my signature uh, said, uh, coffee is for closers only, is what mine said. <laughs> so you mangled the quote? Well, see, you know, I checked it at the time. Uh, <laughs> pre Altavista, where did I search it? See, I, it should be coffee is for closers. I think the actual yep. quote is coffee is for closers only. Mm-hmm. I'll check. Um, I can tell you that that is correct. Okay, I'm checking. Yeah, coffee. Put, on, put the coffee down. Closures only. <clears throat> Not only. There's no only. There's an only. The leads are weak. You, the leads are weak. You're weak. It means that you are wanting. <laughs> it's such a strange mix of like uh, of like speech that no human would ever say, mixed with like real grit and emotion in that scene. It's yeah. So strange. It's like it's like surreal. There's so much in that. I mean, and there, but it's so the language is in Glengarry Glen Ross. We're talking about the language is so mm-hmm. sticky. I still there's still so many things from that where I don't have a better way to say what I want to say with the tone that I want it to be. So like I'm back to work, in the latest episode of Back to Work. I might have mangled this quote too, but I, I at some point I said, "What is this in service of?" And like there, there's something about that line that's that's I think it's Ed Harris that says that in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so you know what is this in service of? It's such a perfect question for exactly the attitude that he has. And, and same thing with like a we like a slightly off speech pattern. It's not formal. It's not informal. It's not it, it's incongruous with the with the the scene and the people involving. And that's why it stands out in your mind. Like yes, it gets get some design. I mean, a little bit like a little bit like Deadwood, like very elevated language for this group of people. Yeah. Uh, or, yeah, and then there's the ones that are just from emotion and performance, especially that long scene, like, you know, put that coffee down, the, the way mm-hmm. it's said, the way it's delivered. Every once in a while, it will come up in, in a strange context. This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by Squarespace. Enter the offer code DIFFS at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. Friends, make your next move with Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next big idea with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and so much more. Maybe you want to create an online store, a portfolio, or a blog. Squarespace is the place for you because Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that lets you do just that. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades ever needed. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff because Squarespace has got you covered They have award-winning 24 by 7 customer support if you ever need any help. They let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name. And all of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. I'm a huge fan of Squarespace. Squarespace and I go way back. I use them for all kinds of sites. I use them for uh, my Roderick on the Line podcast I do with John Roderick. And I'll tell you a secret. I just created a new Squarespace site this week. Where, uh, where my kid is going to have a website. It's going to be a private site that she and uh, hopefully her friends can look at. And uh, it's real easy to do. She's going to be able to do it on her own. And uh, I think it's going to be uh, amazing. Uh, Squarespace plans start at just $12 per month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required. 
by going to squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up, use the very special offer code DIFFS. That's D-I-F-F-S. That'll get you 10% off your first purchase, and it will show your support for Reconcilable Differences. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM Squarespace. Make your next move. Make your next website. Uh, so we didn't have any follow-up. We've dispensed with front matter. We've dispensed with yelling at you uh, for misrepresenting me on other programs. Even though oh, I did one more thing. Speaking speaking of getting, uh, yeah, speaking of getting Brett Terpster to do things for you. Yeah. One more a bit of, and someone who knows more about this will tell me. Follow out is where I talk about things that happen on other podcasts. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on the recent episode of Due by Friday, there was some discussion about hiring a person to stand in line for you to get you your iPhone. And I realize this, that episode was recorded in the past, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, us, presumably everyone has settled this and dealt with things, but I really felt like I wanted to call into that program and say, please don't do what you're thinking you're doing it because there's an expensive way to not get what you want. Do you know how that turned out? Do you want to spoil I it do, for me? I do. But I mean, <clears throat> I was just saying to, to Max, I mean, Max was doing it. And then I think he was worried about looking like a rich boy. And so he's like, oh, but, this is going to be really you expensive. But you were egging him on. You were no, egging him I was on. Encouraging, you were like... I was encouraging him to commit. And by committing, what I said mm-hmm. is, if you want to get a boy, if you want to get mm-hmm. a boy to stand in line, you should first hire that boy to do a different task, see if he accomplishes I know, the task. I know. I heard the part. But like, the, but I thought all, you didn't listen all, to the show. This is all very this, confusing to me. This is all totally wrongheaded. Okay. What would you What would you do if you were Max and you're, you're a very important salary man and you want to get a phone? Yes, what do you do? Yes, yes, You should have already known this because this should have already happened to everybody. I, anyway, I don't so have a he, good memory. He put, on, uh, he put in an order and he got a bad ship date. You know, I can relate. I got a not great ship date from my wife's phone as well, right? And so- he decided, like, that's not, uh, can I get a phone sooner? And immediately went to the strategy of, I want someone to be in line at 3 a.m. at an Apple store on the day the phone launches as a means to get me the phone sooner. Mm-hmm. And then from there, following on to, I don't want to be in line at 3 a.m. Can I hire someone to be in line for me? And how much does that cost? And then all the different strategies of finding a reliable person to do that. And you didn't even get into the thing of where, what if you pay the person to be online? They wait in line for five hours and don't get a phone. You still have to pay them for the five hours. Yeah. I think someone brought up his expense, you know, like expensive way to not get a phone, right? Yeah. So here's, here's the deal, though. Don't do any of the line stuff. Instead, do what I did. Spoiler alert for upcoming ATP, which may be out before this. Um, and... Use the Apple Store application, and each morning when you wake up on the day of launch and afterwards, go try to order, you know, pick the phone you want, pick the mm-hmm. color you want, pick the size you want, and then go say, go through pick to the point pick, where it says when it's available. And then go pick up in store, and it will show you a list of the stores that are geographically around you. And mm-hmm. guess what? Like five of them will have this phone in stock for that mm-hmm. day pickup. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's how. I got my wife her phone. Well, that's how it, it was turned only... out, but they were. it appeared that there was going to be a long lead time. But you, the whole point of this is, in order to perform this thing that I just said, it costs no money and you don't have to leave your house. Mm. And you know immediately whether you're getting a phone or not. Putting someone in line to wait for a phone is terrible. But Max is, Max is a young man. He's got FOMO, John. He's got the FOMO. I know, but this is, this is a zero-risk way... Mm. to know for sure whether you're getting one or not. And in fact, when those people are waiting in line, I think you're competing for the same inventory. So if instead you're you're at home in your bathrobe mm-hmm. at 8 a.m. when the shipment comes in and you tap, tap, tap on your phone, you just pull the phone away from the people who've been in line since 3 a.m. 
Hmm. Like, I don't think it's separate pools. Oh, these are for online orders only, and these for selling for the people in the store. So that's what Max should have been doing. Not hiring anybody, which I can't believe is always his first go-to move. Like, don't you just... It's the wrong thing to do. Instead, just use your phone. Go for in-store pickup. You'll see which stores have it. You'll decide how Mm. far you want to drive. You'll see which stores have the color. And, you know, like, it's... That's the way to do it. Okay, I'm, I'm looking at what's been in my basket for however long. And it says ships three to four weeks. But you have to go every day they get an inventory in, right? Okay. So you have to go in the morning before they sell out all that inventory. That's when you will see what's available for in-store pickup, right? Okay. But by 10 a.m., that's all gone. All the inventory is gone. They sold it either through people who reserved it for in-store pickup or people who came through the door. And it repeats every day. Every morning you wake up. Like, you mm-hmm. don't know when they get the shipments, and you could talk to the Apple Store people and find out when they get the shipments and when it still updates. But in the morning, every day. It okay. changes every day. You're not, it's not just one big long queue that you have to get the end of, which is what the mail order seems like. Testing your theory right now with the phone that I would desire. Don't want silver not, or gray. It's not, the, it's not the morning, though. Oh, it's not the morning. I'm tempted. I'm tempted. But oh, the morning. The key is the morning. Downtown. Yes, that's when they get the inventory. All the inventory that came. Everything's happening uh, downtown, George. Okay. Yeah. All right. These All iPhones right. are from Mitch and Murray. Okay. <laughs> you know what? You don't get them. Okay. Not available today at 11 nearest stores. Currently unavailable. You're saying, okay, so I will, I will tomorrow morning, which will be Tuesday, November 8th, as we record this. Re- remind me to take my phone off the charger in 45 minutes and remind me to use the Apple store application on my phone to check for another phone. Yeah. I use it for my watch, but yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I said, the, I, I said, did I say watch? I don't know. I, um, so, so long ago. Okay, I always get the space gray or black. I'm intrigued by the silver. I got a silver series three, and I kind of like it. So I I looked at them. I looked at them pretty extensively in person. Not that I had a choice. My wife had already decided what color she wanted. But while yeah. we were waiting in the Apple Store, I looked at both of them in person, and I was leaning silver as well because mm-hmm. I've always liked white phones. I just don't like white on the, on the front, right? Mm-hmm. And so this solves the problem. Hey, it's only white on the back. That's yeah. great. I like the. The stainless steel look. My Apple Watch is stainless steel. I figured this is a slam dunk. I'm going to like the white better. Even in pictures, I also like the white better. But in person, I like the black better. Hmm. Um, because the white was not like pure shining like iPhone 4 white. I, yes. And I don't know if that's intentional or it's because of I the, don't want the that. glass I don't want coating. Good. I don't want that. It looked like off-white to me. And the chrome around the edges, while shiny, like... Something about it, I thought, like, is it the lighting in the Apple store that's making this look not interesting to me? Mm-hmm. I couldn't really tell, but anyway, it didn't do it for me. Now, the black, I, I also agree with Jason Snell that I wish the black was more jet black. Mm-hmm. But overall, what the black reminded me of is the Mac Pro. Like, have you ever seen a Mac Pro trash can in person? Yeah. It's like almost like, enam- they, like enamel almost. And it looks, in person, it tends to not look as black as you think it would look. Because you see pictures of it and you think, this is glossy black, like piano black. But it's not. It's very kind of, like, silver like, it's more silver than black. It's like dark mm-hmm. silver, like a dark mirror. And yeah. that's where the stainless steel thing looks. And the back of the black phone does <laughs> not look as black. It, you know, how much more black could it be? And the answer mm-hmm. is a lot. A, a lot, lot more mm-hmm. black. Yeah. All right. Well, it's nice, in addition to not having a particularly strong opinion about whether somebody likes this phone, it's nice that I don't want this that much. So I'm fine to just kind of wait it out. But uh, I will try that tomorrow morning. I will give myself a reminder just for fun to test your theory. Every day, just every day, check. Every day. If you're not, you be, it's patience. Your patience will pay off. You could have mm-hmm. had it already, I think, because I think if you had yeah, just checked every really day since it. it launched, you could have already had it. You should want it because it's really cool. Yeah, I know. I like the phone I've got. I should, mm-hmm. everybody, uh, I have, there's a couple of podcasts this week I just had to turn off because it was just like, oh, God. <laughs> well, that's, it's iPhone season. I know. I know. It's just, it's, I'm glad you, 
Like your phone. <laughs> it's, it's not so, my phone. It's my it's my wife's phone. I know, but like it's just it's all so weird. Yeah, but it's, I, I think it's I think it's exciting. That's the thing. Like like it or not like it, it's exciting. I know. I know. And I'm not I'm not yucking on a yum. Just to be clear, mm-hmm. that's the thing. This is the point. This is this is the thing I get to not have a strong opinion about. I'm glad people like it. But oh, like, you're gonna have a strong opinion once you have to use the damn thing. Uh, and it'll be a good opinion, right? Well, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, you're you're gonna have an opinion. Yeah, but you got over the uh, the button thing pretty quick, huh? I mean, again, it's not my phone, so I have mm-hmm. a, a sort of like my face isn't even registered on it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of it is like me using it in a weird way without the one of the major features and uh, interrogating my wife about it. Anyway, well, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about it extensively in ATP, and we'll hear from the other two guys who have their phones actually yeah. registered imagine, them. And imagine it'll and come me. up, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Glad you guys are getting phones. That's that's cool. And, and you'll get one too. Uh, yeah. It'll ha- it'll happen for you. I believe it. I know. I know. I, uh, uh, yeah. No, I'm glad the phone's nice. Don't hire on doing line. I, it seems like a good idea to me. I think you get a boy. You just need you need somebody mm. you can depend on. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was, Max was like, I haven't used TaskRabbit. Little does he know, that's how all of the toasters that came to my house got back to him through TaskRabbit. Oh right, like a lady in high heels came and collected them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Task right. TaskRabbit. Yeah, we had a TaskRabbit boy come and put together, I think it was my daughter's, might have been a Billy Bookcase. It, might, it was either a Billy Bookcase or her, no, it was definitely an Ikea product. It was not her bed, which is not an Ikea bed. Don't be creepy. Uh, no, they put together a Billy for us. And um, the guy was real colorful. He was like, in another life, this guy would be like a roadie at indie rock clubs. You don't feel emasculated by hiring a person to put together furniture for you? happily emasculated just take them take them all take the entire thing just lop it off take it with you i don't care i got no use for it just <laughs> no but i get to be a little handy i got to do some stuff at the carnival with a drill i, I had a drill and mm. i did things with it mm. yeah it was pretty impressive it's like I, the I, movie pie uh no spoilers i don't remember i'm trying to get my daughter to watch uh, primer with me yeah that that one may require i know some explanation. I've already I spoiled it, her. I've already yeah. spoiled her on that. I spoiled her on. We had a we had a, well, a real nice morning a couple years ago. We took a walk at a motel, and I was telling her about time travel movies and the different kinds mm. of timelines. So mm. she knows about predestination. She knows about oh. yeah. She knows about primer. Uh, she knows about Looper. Yeah, she's probably forgotten that by now. No, no, she brought it up to me the other day. So like, is that the one with the grandma guy? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah listen, sorry about yesterday. By the way, I don't know what I was thinking. I figured, I figured. Well, I figured you would want to give me a little bit of stick today because I, I screwed up big time yesterday. Oh no! There's. Yeah, no, I wasn't even like, thinking. I don't know what I was thinking. We, in one of our secrets, were, were, were you drinking? No. Oh wow, wow. Because that's the type of thing. It's like you just. I, no, I, I was cooking tofu. I was cooking tofu for my daughter, and then mm-hmm. I I had had my what was it? I think. Oh, you know what it was? I'd done a hard restart, and uh, I it came up, and I heard blip 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 blip. You got you to mute those group conversations. Come on. I should do that. I got 12 notifications from one of my super, super secret channels that you were in. And there was a discussion of uh, trailers containing spoilage. Yeah, I, I said I went to see Thor this weekend and had to cover my eyes and hold my ears and hum when stuff I didn't want to see came on the screen, like in the, in the trailer section. You right? said that right before. Well, so, yeah. And so I had hopped in after I'd been making tofu. I made an entire pound of tofu in perfect cubes and was frying it for the first time. I'm mm-hmm. trying this new recipe. My daughter likes tofu. We decided to have tofu for dinner last night. I cut up 
an entire pound. So what I do is I take the block of tofu. First, I slice it in half so that I get two like squares, like two white like obelisks. I don't know if you can have a white mm-hmm. obelisk. Uh, it's, it's, it's a new, new, new time in America. And then it's actually got little scoring marks so you can make like perfect cubes. So I'm sweating this. I'm sweating really nice cubes. I got my canola oil in. I got my soy sauce ready. I'm brown and bloop, 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 bloop. And I jump over and I, you know, FOMO, I don't want to miss out on the conversation my friends are having in the super secret channel. And I say, oh, you know, I got real frustrated at Thor. Uh, yeah, don't even say it. Because I saw the trailer forgot. for a Star Wars movie and I think they revealed more than they meant to showing something out of sequence. And then I was probably more specific than I should have been about what I was talking about. And I can't believe the words came out of my fingers and I feel really bad because you're on total media blackout. But yeah, like who was it? Who was in this channel? It was me, who yeah. you know for a fact is avoiding Star Wars, or you should know for a fact is avoiding Star Wars thing. Yes, and it was the inventor of Total, Total Media, Media Blackout. Blackout. Yeah, that, that, you know what? That but, was that was an error on my part. That was I blame the tofu. I wanted really nice cubes. Yeah. I'm so anyway, sorry. I'm I'm trying to erase from my memory anything that you've said. Really, Do you, have you seen it though? Do you know what happens in it? Does Doesn't that seem confusing? No, I haven't seen it. I'm not watching it. You know that. Close my eyes. La, I stick la, my la, fingers la, in my ears and hum. La, 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 la. Yep. Anyway, sorry about that. Mm-hmm. I felt really bad. I actually felt legit bad about that because it was... Uh, could have been worse. It could have been much worse, let's say. Like, this oh, is the area where, sure. Yeah. Like, this is the area where I like, have all these filters and all this shit, but, like, what can protect you from, like, a, a it's private not a, it wasn't a b- It wasn't even, like, much of a spoiler, but it I was something... I'm trying yes. not to think about it. This is what makes the media blackout full, is it's full. It's mm-hmm. a complete and full... Mm-hmm. History eraser button. I've already, I've already told the story that uh, that you know when uh, Phantom Menace was coming up and, and like before you know like they were casting it. Like here's all the actors we got to do the movie. And I read all that news. I'm like, oh, this is like super pre news. They haven't even started filming yet. Who knows if the script is even written? But they've got cast on board. And I read all those articles. I didn't avoid them. I didn't close my eyes. Right. Mm-hmm. But by the time I was watching the movie, I'd forgotten who was in the movie. So when a certain character revealed themselves in The Force Awakens, I'm like, oh yeah, right. that person is in this movie. Mm-hmm. That is. That is the extent of my ability to erase information from my mind. So I'm trying to do yeah, that. Yeah, it's an ability you've got. You said. It's not, your, mem- ability. It's not right. your memory. I'm, it's your ability. It's not, a bu- it's not a bug. It's a feature. Mm-hmm. Larry Wall said that. Yeah. Jazz break. I uh, See, I felt really bad because I'd missed the conversation, and I thought I knew what our friend in the Super Secret Channel was talking about when he said something about a spoiler because that friend had posted a photo uh, of a screen grab from the Thor movie. And I thought I understood what he was talking about, but but I didn't understand. And you then didn't. I tried to jump in and look smart, and then I, I you know, mentioned space band-aid. Mm-hmm. So stop, um, stop! Why are you even doing that? So stop. the stop. Um, did you like the Thor movie? The program. Thor- That's okay. We'll cut it out. Did you like the Thor movie? Uh, I said on the super secret channel. Yeah, but maybe you didn't read that one. Too. You, you did that. Tofu. Yeah, um, I was making tofu. I, I liked, I liked it fine. I liked the oh idea God, of there uh, we go of 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 Marvel movies like that are you know, comedies, essentially, even more of a comic bent than, say, Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Mm-hmm. Even more than that, like just sort of wacky fun with even less attempt to tug on the heartstrings and be super serious, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Thor, the Thor movies in theaters now is not as funny as it wanted to be. Yeah. Because there were a lot of jokes. A lot and of they jo- jokes and quotes. They didn't fall flat. They worked. But... There were so many, it was like Simpsons level density, mm-hmm. but the quality, like each one, every every other one just needed to be punched up just a little bit, tweaked in a small way, different wording on the delivery, different timing. But like the so director was, guy was, doing Korg or whatever his name is, you didn't think that was funny? 
Doing what? Was the guy who looked kind of like the thing, the stone guy? Yes, yes. Wasn't that funny? Yes. No, I I like the characters. One of the things I really liked. I like the characters. I like the character designs. I like the settings. Almost everything. But I recommend it. I give it like three stars on Letterboxd or whatever. So it's definitely worth seeing. Um, But like there's a little little bit of lost potential there in that everything was working about except a few jokes had to be better. My my problem is I don't want to oversell it because this is the kind of movie that in a different time it would be so nice to discover on your own. And the problem, it's already been oversold. It was oversold to me yeah. and I happen to love it and find it a pure joy, like on the level of maybe even more than the first Guardians movie. There's a lot I really liked about this movie. I, and I, li- I like the Thor movies. I like mm-hmm. them a lot. I like them I much more than most people. I like the, pe- I like the first Thor like- movie like a lot, a lot. Yeah, because because they I, I don't know why people didn't like them. Maybe they wanted to be Thor to be more serious, but I like the silly wackiness, and it continues into this movie. So I think it's that's a thread. That you, can, you, can like... have, you can have fun with Thor. There's so much really crazy, silly stuff in the Thor world. Like much, like maybe not quite Howard the Duck level silly, but there's a point when Thor gets turned into a frog. There's all this crazy stuff mm-hmm. that happens, even in like the really good like Walt Simonson years. There's such crazy stuff. There's always been this thread of Thor is like overly serious, and we need to. Take the Mickey a little bit. Yep, yep. I think I actually like the Thor better than Guardians Two. I did. I, I Guardians Two did not stick to my ribs. I mean, I liked yeah. it while I was there, but it didn't stick to my ribs. Yeah, I finally found my quote. You're like Chili, the elf that cannot love. Take it anywhere you want from here. We could skip hot dogs, um, ladies. <laughs> we're not skipping that. We're going right to it. I, I, whoa, whoa, whoa! So you vetted. See, I feel like my item, my bullet too, could not really be like a full topic because I got a lot to say. Yeah, about I just that. wanted, we'll get into that hot dogs real quick. All right. It just needs to be addressed. Take it, take it, take it. No. No. <laughs> Leave it. <laughs> you need to be scolded. I'm going to put you in your room. <laughs> Kennel. <laughs> no, you don't put your dog in the crate as a form of punishment ever. Crate oh my God, John. John, you're not going to believe what happened yesterday. First of all, it's so sweet. Our dog, this is really quick. I'm sorry. I just I didn't put mm-hmm. this on the list. First of all, it's so sweet. We got a new box for the cat, and we've been really worried that she wouldn't take <laughs> is to it. Is it built into your nightstand? <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> you want to drift off to sleep with the smell of cat poop and piss. Here. Wafting wafting up to your bed. But that sound, that telltale sign of a cat covering its poop. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Little bits of kitty litter occasionally bouncing out of the area it's, <laughs> onto the first floor that you will step on when you wake Lego, up. It's not as bad as a Lego, but you don't want to step on that. Are, no. It's not fun to step on cats. Smells worse than a Lego. Well, you know what? This is not interesting. But our sweet precious angel, we got her new box with the litter that she likes, and she finally she's made uh, four tinkles and, and two uh, doodles in there, and we're so proud of her. We're very very proud of her. <laughs> no, normally, is she mostly just going in your sneakers? No, no, we have two boxes. Oh, okay. She usually goes to the other box. We're, we're trying to get to a point where we don't have a cat box in our master bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're actually, I made fun of the nightstand thing, but it's literally where you have it. Well, we're not putting a lamp on it. No. We want to honor the box. If because if there's something you want to stumble over in the night as you're trying to it's go to the bathroom. It's over by the fireplace. It's not, it's no, mm. it's fine. It's fine. It's good. Nothing flammable in a cat box. You're fine there. Um. So, you know, it doesn't matter. But the funniest thing, so I was listening to a rerun of this Fresh Air about how to train your cat. And because, you know, it's an interest of mine. And um, yep. and uh, they said this thing that I've always heard and uh, never believed in. Our cat, like every cat, hates to get in the cat carrier. Like to go, because, you know, that just is a guarantee that there's going to be stress and then a trip to the vet. Like that's Have what Have you considered means. using some masking tape to perhaps uh, keep the cat inside? People don't listen to that program, John. <laughs> I do. I listen, Merlin. What and a everyone story. else should listen to. What too. a story. What an epic story. 
<laughs> the microcephalic cat. Online, people, just subscribe to it so it will help Fabric you understand this program. Everything that's in the shows is in all of the shows. That's increasingly the case. So, so they says to me, they says, the cat lady, the English cat lady on Fresh Air says, uh, you know what you do? What you do is you leave the cat's carrier dingus out with the little jail door open and make it something that's not a scary thing. Just leave it out. No, hang on. Leave it out. And, you know, your cat might come to really like it. And I was like, Here, here's the noise I made. Like that's going to happen. My cat hates the cat carrier. I might as well come out with like, like a blowtorch in one hand and like pincers in the other. Like I'm like, um, like Torquemada grabbing the cat. She hates it. So she hates it so much. So on a lark, I grabbed her kitty carrier and I took it into our dining space and I put it on the ground. I left the door open. Okay. This is four days ago. Yesterday we get home. We can't find the cat. We can't find the cat. We can't find the cat. Did we close her in the closet? Did we close her in the other closet? Is she, is she in one of her places that she goes when she's freaked out? Do you know where that sweet, do you want to guess where that sweet precious angel was? In the carrier? She was in her cat carrier. She's just sitting there like this. Like what? What? She's just looking at us. Like, yeah, of course I'm in here. I'm just hanging out in here. Isn't that amazing? Here's the problem with this theory. Yes. If you leave the carrier out for a long period of time, the cat will eventually play with it like they play with any other box they can crawl into out of curiosity, right? Mm. But the whole point of this exercise is to make it so that it is not so difficult for you to get the cat into the carrier we need to bring to the vet or someplace that the cat doesn't want to go, right? So if you leave it out and the cat eventually decides this is a safe place to be, to complete, to to achieve the goal of this plan, you must then, Mm. A, either wait for the cat to decide to go into it before you go to the vet, which is not going to happen, or B, take the cat and place it into a crate, mm. which is not going to really help you. Now, let's say you're A and you're lucky. It's time to go to the vet, and lo and behold, the cat has decided to go into the crate on its own right. several minutes earlier. You're about to walk out the door. What you must then do... do, 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 do. I'm just going to go hang out in the crate. Is close the lid to the crate, mm-hmm. pick the crate up, put yeah. the crate into some vehicle, go to the yes. vet, and after that happens, do you think that cat's going to be excited to go on the crate? Probably not for, you thought you, say, thought you another, could trust us? You thought you could trust us? Another five or six days where yes. they said, well, last time I went in the crate, uh, it was fine yes. until I got close. And so now it's like, well, I got to leave it on the floor for a month, and then maybe the no. cat wanders into it. You're right, we're and making it worse. if you take the cat and put it in there and take it to the mm. crate, then maybe it'll play in there all at once. But every time you want to take the cat and put it in there and go to the crate, it's like, mm. every time I'm picked up and shoved into the crate, that means vet. So now let me claw this person's hands So off. what would you do? I, I don't know. I, I would never get a cat there. That's, you know what? That's smart. They are so bad. Oh, they're dreadful creatures. She makes a little tootsie roll. She made a little doodle right in there. I praised her. She's a sweet, precious angel. She would eat me. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what? I, t- I changed my answer. I, yeah. I would eat the cat. <laughs> I think I got that pretty close. This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by Mac Weldon. You can learn more about Mac Weldon right now by visiting MacWeldon.com. Mac Weldon make the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants that you will ever wear. Frankly, Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. This is a fact. They're so confident of this, they have a no questions asked return policy. Mac Weldon are sure that you're going to be super comfortable in whatever you buy. But if, for any reason, you don't like your first pair, you just keep them and they'll refund you. No questions asked. By pairing premium fabrics, meticulous attention to detail, and a simple shopping experience, Mack Weldon delivers a new level of daily comfort straight to your door. Mack Weldon make 
Undershirts that stay tucked, they really do. I love their white t-shirts. Socks that stay up, I love their socks. They totally stay up. Waistbands that don't roll. Waistbands that roll, I don't have time for that. I'm a busy man. I'm a professional podcaster and salary man. Everything that they make is made with a premium cotton blended with natural fibers. And their website is built to get you in and out as quickly as possible. They do not waste your time. I've said it before. I'm just a huge fan of their stuff. I wear their Pima cotton long sleeve t-shirt pretty much every day. It's kind of my thing, so don't steal it unless you're really into it too. I got it in green, I got it in blue, I got it in black, I got it in all the great colors. And Mack Weldon also have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally microbial, and that means they eliminate odor. That's some cool science stuff. Not only do Mack Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well too. They're good for working out, going to work, traveling, or just for everyday life. That's my favorite use, everyday life. I'm super into everyday life. Right now, listeners of this show can get 20% off at MacWeldon.com with the very special offer code DIFFS. That's D-I-F-F-S. Our thanks to Mac Weldon for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM. Hot dogs, ladies. Hot dogs. All right, all right, hot dogs. This started This started with a Dude by Friday challenge where we sent each other stuff. Alex sent me a hot dog toaster where you put in uh, my friend Alex on the show, Dude by Friday. Um, give us your money. You, um, which do oh, you, thank you. Thank you for leaving out the expletive, even, uh-huh. even though it's in your domain name. You I got it. You that. got it, buddy. Uh, you go, uh, you go and you get hot dogs and you put them into these little tubular things. And then there's this really, oh God, you would hate this thing. Horribly designed, uh, wing apparatus into which you jam a hot dog bun, which no matter what size the bun is, it's always too big to fit in this thing. And it totally mangles it. It was, mm-hmm. it's a garbage device. Thank you, Alex. And that got me thinking about hot dogs. I got talking to Max, who's, who's a graduate of the Vienna beef university about what kind of hot dogs to get. And you, you, I don't know, I don't know at what point you started pretending to listen to this show, but you opined. You, saw, you reached me, reached out to me on our uh, private text channel to offer up to me what you consider the best hot dogs for eating. Yes, because you, that's what you're discussing. Like, oh, are Vienna yeah. the best? What should I try? Blah, blah, blah. I have suggestions for you. So I suggested that you get a particular hot dog and I sent you, I think, a link to it or whatever. And I'm assuming because you mentioned this or put it in the thing that you have done what I have directed and tried these hot dogs. You recommended the Boar's Head, uh, I think it was the natural casing ones that look like uh, cartoon hot dogs where they're like kind of like like held together. They're like all from one big intestine and they, they're still like, you got to come apart. And they're uh, a little bit longer than normal. A little, little bit, bit longer, longer a little slender. Uh, and uh, yeah, I've gone through two packs of them. I think they're really good. They are pricey, but they are the best hot dogs I've had. I had been seeking though. Okay, so... In the absence of finding those on the first try, as my backup item to my shopper, I said, please get the Boar's Head regular fancy hot dogs that aren't the natural casing ones. Those are really good, too. So I tried those. I tried these. I said to my lady friend, next time you go to a fancy grocery store, get the nicest hot dogs. We're doing a hot dog test. She said, whatever. And so she got hot dogs. So we had gone through. We've gone through. And then our usual go-to is uh, either Nathan's or Vienna. So we've been trying a bunch of hot dogs because I'm always on a quest for a good hot dog. And then you introduced that and it was really, it was really, really quite good. I make it in a pan with a little bit of butter. It's really good. I don't think you need to do it, add the butter to it, but yeah, oh, whatever. the butter adds whatever a little salty aspect. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, it's not, not bad. The ones that are not natural casing, I think it may actually be the same except for the casing, but boy, yeah. the casing makes such a big difference. You it's gotta got a, it's got a pop to it. It's got like a yeah. real northeastern. You gotta uh, have that. And especially if you grill them, that they get a little bit of extra snap on there. Yes, and yes. Dehydrates yes. it. Uh, but then there was a funny turns out, which is my daughter's friend um, had a birthday party. Went to a birthday party. They had I'm gonna call them pigs in a blanket. They had mm-hmm. like uh, they had hot dogs with like crescent roll things yeah. around them, 
And, you know, you got hot dogs at a party. I'm going to have me a hot dog. I went over. I grabbed one of these. I took a bite. It was heavenly. It was so effing good. Understand now, I've been woofing down like six different kinds of hot dogs over the last month, trying to figure out what the best one is, which one pairs with which buns, what I want to do with this. Uh, So I have this like hot dog with the thing around it. And I was like, geez, this is really good. So I had like four more. And finally, I said to the mom, I says, "Uh, you know, I'm on the quest for a perfect hot dog. What hot dog is it from which you made, if I may ask, if it's not a secret family recipe? What is the hot dog from which you created these uh, pigs in blankets? You know what she told me? Costco hot dogs. <laughs> They're a little well, more salty and garlicky. They're more flavorful than most high-end hot dogs. But they were so, I'm telling you, they were this so is, this good. This is the Ohio. This is the Ohio coming Is the Ohio talking? So, yeah, so pigs in a blanket are garbage food. And it may mm-hmm. be oh, okay. that... that Garbage hot dogs taste better in garbage food because they're on brand and on message. I like pigs in a blanket too, and they should be garbagey. And I think Costco hot dogs are probably the correct hot dogs to be in pigs in the blanket because you're already making it with like prefab Pillsbury containers that uh, pop when you unpeel the thing. So like, many levels of supposition all, to this. All, My goodness. It's all sort of garbage food and, uh, and it fits together, right? No, but no, I no, feel no, like no. if I had to have a hot dog on a bun, I would want a different hot dog than the hot dog I would use in Pigs in a Blanket. All of which is to say that I probably agree with you. That, that is probably the best hot dog for Pigs in a Blanket. <sighs> like putting putting the Boris Head one in Pigs in a Blanket would be like, like you yeah. know, filet mignon in between two hamburger buns. Like, what are you even doing? That's not the, it has to be a hamburger. You would, you would say filet mignon, the single most boring piece of beef. Uh, I'm, I'm saying <sighs> it's not the, it's not the appropriate thing to put between two buns and say, oh, now it's better than a hamburger. No, it's not. It's worse, right? Well, it's different. But, that's for sure. Yeah. That could be anyway. a nice surprise for somebody. You give them a nice filet mignon on a bun. That could be, that could be a delicious treat. What, like, what if, what if well, you've so, been. So, so do you taste that? So get some Costco hot dogs. I'm going to do that. You know, put, put Nathan's and Hebrew National in Vienna and, and the Boris Head and then just do like straight up like hot dog in a bun. That's, with that's a nice thing for my wife to come home to after work. Oh, yeah. She's, she's no, been working I mean, all day. It's, the sun it's is down. Time change. versus Numino's. Come on. Sure. And there's, and there's just like, like 16 different hot dogs. Well, you know, first of all, boo on you for impugning the good name of Costco because Costco's <laughs> like like regular brand products can be very very good. Uh, Costco I'm makes imp- a good I'm mostly, product. I'm mostly impugning my family's pronunciation of that store. You're actually closer to what it should be. Costco. Yeah, I say Costco. <sighs> my parents say Costco. Like I don't know what the hell they're saying. Oh, uh circle back. Alec Baldwin. Uh he's from your neck of the woods, right? Uh Massapequa, I think, yeah. But that's Long Island Long Island it, as you say. It, it is indeed. Okay. All right, just checking. Yeah, a hot dog can be a good thing. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to fake it. Back when I was on the Atkins, I would put it on like uh, some romaine lettuce. But now I, now I usually, is that, you think that'd be good? Is it, you think that's something you'd enjoy? I think, you know what? I, I am not above <laughs> just eating a hot dog by itself. Of course not. Well, my lady, uh, oh God, I have another story for you. But my lady makes really good mac and cheese. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, some internet recipe, but she it's so good. Oh, you make, have a recipe, like not from a box? Oh, no, no, no. It's not craft Dinner. This is like honest to goodness, right. like three different kinds of cheeses, macaroni and cheese. You make your own breadcrumbs and, t- and toast them. Mm, it's so good. Well, I'll find the recipe for you. It's really good. Now, me, we have a macaroni and cheese. You can probably guess. If I want to if I want to have a protein that pairs nicely with mac yeah, and cheese, you can you guess? Hot dog slices. Hot dog and a little yeah. bit of butter. It's so ace. You got, you're big on the butter, huh? Oh, I go through butter, a lot butter of butter. Butter and secret salt. <laughs> I go through I go through a lot of butter. But uh my point being that mac and cheese. Oh god. I I got to go talk about my daughter's school. She got never mind, never mind. She got an assignment to talk about the culture 
of, of her family and our and our background. <laughs> Because oh, it's, I get it's a sweet idea. Oh, it's a. I said, I think I sent you a photo of this. Maybe not, but it's a sweet idea, right? Mm-hmm. Like her friend, who's from Kenya. Like that's a fun thing. Like it's let's learn more about her family, and like that's is really that, cool. Is that how we're saying that country's name? Though? And so that's a fine thing. Here's the thing: uh, Madeline's parents, Madeline's um, middle name, Madeline's mother's maiden name, they weren't on the Mayflower. They were on like the June Flower. They were on mm-hmm. like the ship that came right after that mm-hmm. and settled in Rhode Island. Uh, my family, the last member, well, so except, excepting my grandfather who came to the U.S. in 1930, um, my, I think, 1840 was probably my most recent relative. And so, you know, we did the poster and we sh- made flags and we said, oh, yeah, our family likes the beach. Our family likes theater and humor. We made a whole poster. Our family likes these things. But then there were follow-up and the follow-up was, okay, yeah, yeah but what about garb? What kind of garb do people from your country wear? <laughs> and I was like, and then my daughter was totally stressing about this because she's like, we didn't say anything about our, like the folk music of our country. We didn't say anything about the clothes of our country. So the Mayflower, it's like, that's, that's England. But where are your people from? My people are, so directly my, my, my mother and father, my mother's family is, mo- well, how can I put this? My grandmother's from Kentucky. Uh, and well, Ireland by way of Kentucky, like her All gram right. her grandmother's from Ireland. My grandfather, my my maternal grandfather, was born in London, but raised in British Guiana. They're colonists. My family, my German paternal family, uh, kind of settled parts of Cincinnati in the mid eighteen hundreds, and then my what, what's left here? Oh, then my maternal, my father's mother is like partly French. So like I'm mostly English and German. And then her family is like Canadian, mostly English. Yeah. I mean, we're pretty typical like Northern European runs. So, so before you get onto the garb question, yeah. this type of assignment always makes me wonder what the school thinks is the goal, especially in what is she in fourth grade? Now? Oh, it's all I've talked about for three days, John. It's uh, This is what you just said. It's like, so if this goes great, what we're gonna have the friend from Kenya like running around in a little dress and doing a dance and like no, no not even that like ugh. even just the part where you're tracing your family tree back because it seems to me that in many environments you're gonna end up with some percentage of the kids tracing their lineage back to slaves which is maybe not leading the class to the conversation you think you're going to have when you're like let's trace our family trees. Oh, great. You mm-hmm. were brought over as property and bought well, and sold. in 1820, my family was in Western Africa. Mm. Yeah, no, that, exactly. There's a couple hundred years of being property, and then here I am. Well, and especially... And that I, is a different story than we, my relatives came over to escape religious persecution and to burn witches or whatever, uh, you know. Right, but like we got to be careful with the American salad, like, this month. Like, this is a, currently a, a time when, like, there's probably a lot of people, especially in, around here who would just soon not have a real super deep conversation about where their parents were born. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like having every kid do that as if each story is going to be a heartwarming tale of yes. like victory and import. It seems unless the conversation you're trying to have is guess what kids, not everybody had a rosy background, but even that seems unfair to like teach it by way of making but, kids delve into their past. But so insecure, like making kids so insecure and like, anyway, uh, so the garb yeah. thing. So anyway, she's upset because she feels like she has to know what she's the garb was. To talk, she's, she's supposed to talk about the garb. 
yeah, the garb, the music, and we we really. I'll send you a picture. We did index cards. Like we talked about all the things that that our family is all into. Like we're very like humor has always been a big thing in all of our families. Our family likes boats. Our family likes the beach. Our family is very dramatic and theatrical. Most of us have done things with performing and theatrics, and you know, honest, honest, mm-hmm. real talk. Like music is yep. important to everybody in our family. This kind of music is really important. Like all the stuff that says like you know, macaroni and cheese is not much, but this is my people. Like this is this is where I'm from. The community to me was eating a lot of white people food in Ohio. Uh, but yeah, then you get to the garb, and she's like, well, like what kind of clothes? I'm like, well, whatever people wore in the 19th century. And and so finally, I was so mad at the very assignment that I was like, later hosen. My entire family wore later hosen. Yes, even the Irish ones. Ar-tatar-tatar. They all wore later hosen because they were colorful Europeans. Do you want to print something out and put it on the poster? It's just like so like, ugh. And it was just so stressful. You're, too, you're, too, you're participating too much in your children's assignments. You gotta let them do it themselves. No, totally, totally wrong. Just make the, just make the computer work for them. No, no, because here's the thing. Like, first of all, I want her to learn how to how to how to think, and I want her to learn how to organize. Learn learn about index cards. You know, you don't just start writing on the white poster. Like, no, first you have to think about what you want. You assemble your materials. You put it all together. She just wants to start writing on the poster. But here's the thing: you can tell that our help was truly help. And I'll tell you, man, I go to that school. I'm gonna take you back to first grade. And the challenge to make a robot out of recycling. I'm going to take you back to this challenge. I was so effing mad. I've never been so mad in my life. You know, what kind, you know what kind of robot a real first grader would make out of garbage? You'd say to a first <laughs> grader, take some garbage and make a robot. Now imagine what that's going to look like. You know what it looks like? What my kid made, which is a garbage robot. <laughs> and there were so many people on there that had like stickers and well-aligned, well, well well-aligned stickers, John. Well, you ever seen a first grader do a well-aligned sticker on something? Were, were any of them uh, the, the the recycling robots fully autonomous and walking around the room uh, avoiding walls? No, that's it's not that kind of San Francisco. All but right. it was like I was just like a really, oh really? You 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 oh your 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 five year old your six year old made that all themselves, huh? Mm-hmm. No, no, we're pretty good. I'll send you a photo. You can see all the index cards, black jazz index um, cards. You can talk about traditions of your family. How is that not on the poster? I don't get a vote all the time. Yeah, well, I, mean, that's I don't your, think she that'll, realizes that'll be your legacy. Well, this you, is the thing you'll, I, be, you'll be buried in index cards. <laughs> I already have been, buddy. Believe me. Oh, uh, yeah. I can write a book. Well, hold for laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't hold it. Oh, God, life is hard. Um, I'm trying to find this photograph for you. There's the minion costume. I'd forgotten that minion. I had forgotten that minion costume was a gag gift from your other podcast. Yeah, it was. It was such a hit. It was so cute. People love my wife in the minion costume. Uh, anyway, I'll find it for you later. But you know, I'm, garb. Give me a break. So that was hot dogs. Uh, so I'm gonna try the Costco ones. Right. Costco makes some really nice products. I mean, even their like French roast coffee is not too bad. And you know, a Costco chicken can be a delicious chicken. You get a fresh Costco chicken, that's a good-ass chicken. I'm just saying, I, I feel like the in a side-by-side taste that's of just the hot dogs by themselves or in the hot dog in the natural hot dog environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, no sane person is picking. I've had Costco hot dogs. I know I know what you're talking about. When you make a hot dog at home, what do you put on it? What, what kind of bun? So let's, let's take it as red. Let's say you got your boar's head natural casing dogs. Yep. What kind of bun are you going to put that on and how are you going to dress it? So normally I go with uh, what I really want is a good quality 
top split bun with like uh, exposed sides, like not crust sides. You know, the ones that are like so then when if you toast it, like you get toasty white stuff on the sides. But I've been kind, shifting kind of like what bit. you make a lobster roll out of, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. But <laughs> Those are like really a good. little bit higher quality than that. But I've been it, it, Whole Foods used to have great version of that, but they don't have them anymore. I don't know what happened. But anyway, I've been shifting recently into potato buns. I, don't I know love if potato phase. buns. That, that's my go to. Yeah, totally. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go for a good, a good uh, soft potato bun. And then uh, I go before I went to college, I would have said uh, Goulden's mustard, like yellow, uh, you know, Goulden's mustard, like uh, no, Dijon. not Dijon mustard. Oh, no, no. Like, like yellow squeezy mustard. I don't know what people call this because in my childhood, this is the only mustard we got in my entire house. So I'm assuming because my dad liked it, but it's Goulden's mustard and it looks like yellow with brown flecks in it. Yeah. I think of that as being like, yeah, like a, it was a French, not French mustard, but I know what you're talking about. It's the one it's, it's not quite like a, it's not the sweetness of a Dijon, but it's got a little bit of zest and it's in a jar. No, they come in squeeze containers. But well, now they the, do. the distinction yeah. is it is not Dijon because there's no white wine in it. And Dijon is like smooth and homogenous and doesn't have little black flecks. And most importantly, it is not quote unquote yellow mustard, like American French's yellow mustard. Right. Right. Where it's very bright yellow and completely thin and uniform. Right. Mm-hmm. So before college, that's what I would have said I put on it. Right. After college, for four years of college, one of the few edible items available in the dining hall, edible as far as I was concerned, was their garbage hot dogs. And, and a bun, and I would put on uh, uh, the only mustard they had was like yellow mustard, like yep. French's yellow mustard. Pro- probably watered would, down. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, yellow mustard and sweet relish. And because okay. I had that for lunch basically every single day for four years, now when I have hot dogs at home, mm-hmm. I either put Goulden's mustard on it, I would put sauerkraut on it too, if anyone in my house likes sauerkraut, but no one mm. seems to. So it's kind of just me, and that's tough. So what's nice about sauerkraut that it, it'll last. You can get sauerkraut and put it in the fridge, it'll yeah, last. Yeah, the same thing with long. relish. Or I will do garbagey yellow mustard with sweet relish those are my two go-to toppings no ketchup oh come on i knew it i knew it. i didn't even know it. <laughs> kind of <either>. monster, monster. <laughs> pretty, i don't no one in my house does that it shouldn't be allowed anywhere that's like, i mean even, like, that's even, the only even thing to- when i was a kid that's, when i was a that. kid that's all i would put on a hot dog is <sighs> is worst. is ketchup well i'm from that's cincinnati what do you expect yeah yeah, yeah you got I, I, had, I hadn't even thought of that. I didn't even realize that that's where you were going. Why? What do you mean? The, the ketchup angle. I didn't. I didn't predict that that would be brought up. That's how far from my mind it was. I thought it was just like which kinds of mustard. And- my daughter likes everything pretty much plain. Period. Nothing on it. Mm. Like when we get a burger, it's a bun with cheese, and that's it. Yeah, kids with the condiments. That's that's a weird one. My son is still. He's he's thirteen, and uh, sandwiches. No mayonnaise. No mustard. Oh, like come no condiments. On. He's fi- he's finally. I, it took so long for him to put ketchup on his hamburgers, hmm. and now he will put ketchup on hamburgers and mustard on hot dogs. It was 13 years it's taken to get him to this point, but still nothing on sandwiches. Like, how can you have a ham sandwich with no condiments whatsoever? It's odd. Yeah, I'll do a um, I'll do a uh, potato bun, then hot dog, then usually French's mustard. Sometimes a different fancier mustard, but I actually, actually kind of like the French's. I'll do French's uh, and then. Um, this is not an official anything dog, but it's just my own version of this particular kind of dog. Bun, hot dog, yellow mustard in kind of a squiggly pattern that I find satisfying. Uh, either sweet relish or that uh, totally like nuclear green Chicago dog relish. I don't really have a strong opinion. Um, slice up some cherry tomatoes, celery salt. 
And that's a pretty good hot dog. You should try celery salt. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's that's more of a Chicago. Isn't that the Chicago thing? I know, I know. But see, no, if you see, if it's a Chicago dog, it's got to have sport peppers and beetle bit bit You gotta mm, don't even bring it up. Yeah. It's like that. It's like the whole yeah. Philly cheesesteak thing all over again. I don't care. I don't care. Oh, God, people are the worst. You you know you 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 feed this with all of your pizza and bagel talk. You encourage no, this kind no, of regional racism. Like a, no, you do. You do that. They're simple and they're staples and they're not weird. The Chicago things are. Or let's face it, they're a little weird. Like it's taking a regular food, but having a Chicago variant of it. Mm-hmm. But there's no sort of ownership of the of the item itself. Hmm. Like like popcorn. Like they didn't invent popcorn, and it's not the only place you can get popcorn. <laughs> but they got the Chicago mix, right? Which a phrase good mix. which I had never heard, despite admiring someone from that area. That's a good mix. The creator is the creator's mix is I, a good. Mix. I know totally know what it is. Everybody knows what it is, but only people from Chicago think it's called Chicago mix. I never had it. I never had it until Max talked about. It. I would. It would never occur to me have to have like cheddar cheese. To have like cheddar cheese. You've never had that? Well, I've had caramel corn and I've had Cracker Jack. I've never had a mix of caramel corn and cheesy popcorn together. And plain. Uh, the Creators is just those two. Doesn't have the plain mixed in? Oh, no. But I could, I could enjoy that. I could enjoy that. You know, popcorn, when you really open your mind up to it, my, my lady puts yeast on it. She really likes yeast on it. Mm. I, well, you know, it's just mm, how she is. Yeah. So I sent I sent you a link to the Golden's mustard thing. Uh, I couldn't p- pull the name out of my mind. Spicy brown mustard. Spicy brown. Apparently, Golden's does make a, b- a bunch of other varieties, but because this is all I had growing up, this is what I thought of as like you think of Heinz ketchup as just ketchup. When yeah. I thought of mustard, this is it. Golden spicy brown mustard. Okay, so here's why I got so confused. Because on the one hand, I'm thinking of um, Grey Poupon style Dijon, but then what I'm really remembering is the, the mustard of my father. Title is I believe it was called. <laughs> Mr. Mustard. <laughs> Please be real. Yes. Was, was he married yes. to Mrs. Dash? <laughs> they had a they had a tough breakup. Please, oh, my like father, so many condiments. My father is Mr. Mustard. <laughs> Please just call me. Um, look at that. Look at the label on Mr. Mustard. Look at that yeah. label. Where you got? Are you sending me things somewhere? No, 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 no. You just go to uh, just go to the Google and search for Mr. Mustard, and you'll see this beautiful vintage label. Oh, look at that label. I don't know if Mr. is spelled out or it's Mr. Period. M-I-S-T-E-R. Uh, look at that. Isn't that I, look, a beautiful... Look, the, little, the little guy Isn't looks a lot like a sort of a, a, a Mrs. Dash kind of avatar. I use Mrs. Dash. A disembodied uh, sort of, uh, what do you call it? Not Xanadu. Uh, Sean Connery and the, the Red Thong thing. Oh, uh, uh, not Zorak. What's his name? He's uh, in that movie with the with the with the bikini. Yeah, Xanadu What's is, it called? is Xanadu. Olivia, it's, uh... Olivia, Olivia and John on roller skates, I think. Ooh, we're going to hear about this on the incomparable Slack. I'll get it. Zardoz. In a there you go. Zardoz. Uh, Isn't yeah, that cute, so though? That, that, you're right. That does look a little bit like the golden spicy. That yeah, that's the mustard of my father. Yeah. Um. So that's hot dogs. And uh, I will yep. let you know what I find out about that. Mm-hmm. But that's really good with the mac and cheese. It's, it's, it's a nice pairing. I'm just, I'm so exhausted at this point, John. I don't know. I think I'm still exhausted from our last episode. Really wore me out. <laughs> It's fine. No, it's fine. I listened. I listened back, and I was like, "What was he all on about?" But it's fine. Well, it's got levels. Yeah, I, it's I, got I meta did, levels. I just did a Britishism. You should have called me on it. Wait, what would you say? I said, "What was he on about?" Oh, what was he on about? I actually, I said, "What was he all on about?" Which is just this random. I'll tell you one I like. One I like a lot. I think I mentioned this to you. One, yes, I mentioned this to you. They 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 say, they say this on the uh, the QI. No such thing as a fish fish podcast. Is they'll say you might do like when somebody says, like, "Yeah, no, I know that." It's not a good one. Like you it. might do. No. Oh, I don't like it. That's good. I, I, I also like, by the way, when you brought up flat, your co-hosts were like, no one says that. And you're like, yes, they do. They say that. 
Have you yet figured out how wrong you are about this? I when we discussed it on the show, if you recall, which I know that you don't, I said <laughs> three oh, wrong people does not make something right. No, no listen, listen. When you listen. On, when we talked about it on the show, uh, we were talking about it. I'm like, that's not a thing. Nobody says that. You said no. They say it in San Francisco. And what I said was something like. Oh, okay. Well, if they say it in San Francisco, I just haven't heard it here. Maybe it's a regional thing. Like, I totally acknowledge that your experience of hearing people refer to that is valid. It just has never happened to me. That's where we ended up on the issue. And initially, I thought, this is crazy. I don't like to speak directly to the audience. I think it's unseemly. If any of you have the experience of living in the floor of a rented house and you call it a flat instead of an apartment, would you please be good enough to tweet at John Syracuse you know, and let him know? Me. I, I, I stipulated. They, they need to do okay. that. If you if you hear this around you and people say it in America who are not British, I believe that. God. But I don't hear it around me, so maybe it's a regional thing. That's where we ended up. We didn't end up with me disbelieving you and saying, no, you're wrong. It's purely a Britishism. Meant to means supposed to. Cupboard means closet. Post is mail. Letterbox is mailbox. Garden is yard. Sweets are candy. Holidays vacation. Mm-hmm. Lou is restroom. WC's restroom. Jumper is sweater. Lounge is family room. Trolley is I like cart. The, I like the... the, the the do a poop and start. I was oh make make a no, no. instead do, of take do a, do instead of take just do a poop instead of take well except they use the s do. word Mike doesn't let us use the s word yeah I know happy Christmas it's instead hard. of Merry Christmas say bloody for damn take the Mickey out make fun of Bo- uh, bogey booger T- take the piss out you're taking both the Missy- Mickey and the piss there will be no Mickey and piss left when you're done <laughs> fish and cushion uh, rubbish uh, means trash badges are buttons mates are friends tubes a subway underground's a subway called I like called. Man called yep. John. Yep. Mm-hmm. Snog, corridor, peckish, chips, crisps. We've covered this, haven't we? Mm-hmm. We covered we this sure at least have. once before. Am yep, I remembering that right? It's, it's just a mess over there, is what we're getting at. It's a it's a, a bogey of a corridor. Just a loo full of WC. Oh, the one one of the ones that really annoys me. Gutted. Oh, because gutted. because it, like to 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 my ear, I. Th- I take it literally, and it sounds gross. Oh, like so when I didn't get my like, like iPhone, disem- like disemboweled. I, I when I heard okay, that, so you, that, you queued up when at I the heard gross. that someone had died, I was disemboweled. Okay, so so you you you, you uh, left from hospital and got on mm-hmm. queue at the Grove, and when you couldn't get your iPhone X, you were gutted. Uh, yeah, when I, I couldn't get my uh, my iPhone ten, someone came and disemboweled me like in Braveheart. <laughs> That's what I hear when I hear gutted. It doesn't it doesn't translate to me as an idiom. I don't hear it as like I was very upset about it. I hear that like you were literally gutted because I've it's been not dying, a familiar phrase to me. Dying to do face ID and then I was disemboweled in a mall. Yep. Oh, it's yep. so bad. My intestines spilled out of my body. That's what Liter- happened when I was. Literally found out cut horizontally, like uh samurai style. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Gutted. That's, I believe that is sideways and then up. Or maybe sideways up. and then up. Yeah, 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 it's a harakiri they call back, it. Back into the No, seppuku, seppuku, seppuku harakiri. Yeah, you got it. Is this ping pong? It's a little bit ping pong. I don't think it is. <sighs> the Nation of Samurai is going to be shooting them out of the sky. We also have uh, the small <laughs> issue of uh, school IT security. We don't know if we have time for that. You want to talk about time games? That, but... I want to talk about this. Okay, so I'm just going to put a stake I in the wa- ground. I want to talk about our kids not learning decent, not OPSEC. What's the other one? Uh, Infosec. Infosec. Comsec? Infosec. Yeah, terrible passwords. SEC? SEC. Oh, yeah. Did you want to talk about uh, Steam? Is this your, is this your pick? You think, that, you think that's shorter than school IT? I just want you to do something you're happy with. 
I could be at home one. with my family I, watching I election lot, returns. I have, I have a lot of ideas. I, election returns. Here, this this will be a mini diversion. So, oh my God, this is. Do you know? Do you know what a huge night I'm missing out on as we record this? Yeah, it's a yeah, huge no. So I, night. you know, so I, during dinner, uh, my wife said, "Hey, let's go." You know, are any sort of preliminary election results in the polls are still open? Obviously, but surely right. by now they might have an idea of what's happening. And I did the. You know, Slightly more than cursory searching on my phone mm-hmm. to find out the answer to this question. And it was Thinking, just all surely, people saying, don't trust exit polls, right? Well, surely I can just type, uh, you know, name of my town election results. And like the first two or three hits will be, you know, whatever. And they weren't. They were all, the top hits were like the actual recorded results for elections that have passed, like September elections or like last oh, wait, year. Wait, 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 right? back up, back up. Boop, boop, boop. You, you, have, you have elections in the boston metro area today yes so we're like alderman type people yeah city council okay. uh you know all, all that stuff what's what's the top of the bill what's the biggest uh election uh, i think mayor oh goodness okay yeah so you know it, but the election results googling just gave me results of elections that are done so i'm like let me go to the local town newspaper their website surely the front page of their website is preliminary results with number of precincts reporting blah 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 Nope. It was stories about the candidates and which candidates the, this paper was endorsing. And after that, it was like, well, I'm, I am i don't know where else to go because the New York Times is not going to have the election results from my town, right? Mm-hmm. And if my town newspaper doesn't have it and Googling doesn't have it, I guess I'll just wait till tomorrow. So hmm. I have no idea what the hell the results of the election are hmm. in my town, which kind of annoys me. That's strange. Don't you still have a Boston paper there? Don't you have the spotlight paper? But it's not. Bo- I don't live in Boston. I'm sure the race oh, in Boston. I could go to Boston.com right. and it. see. Like, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yep. 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 Well, I'm. I, I don't regret it. I'm glad that I'm here. I think it's important we keep doing the show, even we're having a uh, celebratory night. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, did you hear about the transgender uh, lady? I did not. <laughs> the first transgender person to serve in a state legislature beat the guy who wrote the anti-transgender bathroom policy. Good. FM. <laughs> Totes. <laughs> this is what this is what I'm giving up. Do you know how much a year of pent-up schadenfreude I'm giving up to be here? I don't want to make the show about politics, but like, oh my God, this afternoon, it's been so good. I've been so happy. Yeah, I've been trying not to get my hopes up about any of this. I'm, tr- I'm already trying to prepare myself for, for Trump's re-election. I'm because that dial, that already, New York already... Times dial came up again. And like that's, boy, talk about a triggering event. Oh, yeah. No, we can never see that again. Like, At least they, be, they made it could... stop doing that hoppy the twi- thing. The twitching, oh, but still. Oh, my God. That was a but year ago. It was a year ago tomorrow, right? Yeah. Well, the thing is, every every time, I, I'm not on political Twitter, as you call it. Mm-hmm. I try not to be, but it, it creeps into my timeline occasionally. And every time someone posts something that they think is supposed to be helpful and encouraging, like very often, like this, you know, this state or district or whatever has gone Republican for 8,000 years in a row. And, Mm -hmm. but look, now there's a a Democratic challenger and, uh, you know, they are, they have a, you know, two point lead or something, right? Mm -hmm. Or when they post like Trump's approval ratings, you know, a historic low. Every time I look at those, I'm like, how can there be 37% of people still like you know i i right. get the opposite message i look at them i'm like i know why I know. is this not 90 10 and it just makes me more depressed about life and like i, I don't want to see I, I, I can't i can't muster the enthusiasm for a narrow victory i, I can't i can't talk i can't talk about it publicly the extent to which that is a source of anxiety that dogs me 
every waking hour and many sleeping hours. It's like, I just, I can't get past it. It doesn't move. No, no. You hit like, what, you're going to hit 36 once. But it's like, no, it's, anyway, there's nothing to say about this. It's not a cliche. There's nothing interesting to say about this. So so, so that's why I try to avoid it. Because I feel like even, even the encouraging news that's supposed to like make me feel better right does has the opposite effect so i really just i'm just hunkering down interviewing um interviewing Dan, danica rome the transgender uh, no matter what you look like where you come from how you worship who you love how you identify hmm, or any other inherent identifier that you have you should be celebrated because of who you are not despite it so what is it what state is this uh this is in i believe virginia yeah yeah, Virginia. Virginia is one of those ones that's going around today. Where they saw this close race where oh, a it's a big day in Virginia. It's like the super racist guy with a super racist the MS thirteen guy. Yeah, versus right. literally anyone else on the planet. It's like, well, it's really close. They really like the racist, and I just, I just want to close the window and never. He's pulling well against it. a generic soft yeah, right. cone. You really, if you are against cricket fields, right. then right, right, this right. is your man. Anyways, uh, we can do uh, school IT security. We could talk about my daughter's jacket that came back. Uh, we could talk about uh, my experience with Steam. All right. Well, we'll do Steam. It'll be yeah, quicker Steam. than school. Than we'll we'll quickly go back to the IT security. You see, I, I put yes, like I, nine, I nine bullets. Have, I, put, I have a lot I to say about that. You, should, you need to move that can in. Can we move too? that to I'll, a main? I'll oh, here it's pink. He's moving it. He's moving it. All right. It's a main topic. Ladies and gentlemen, John Sarkisa is moving this to now be a main topic. So... You are, this is Merlin esteemed about games. And this is another yeah. thing that I heard you talk about on another podcast many mm-hmm. weeks ago. Uh, I must have, it must have been due by Friday. Weren't you doing a challenge? Yeah, the challenge was that uh, we were challenged to play a video game where it's a, uh, a dad dating simulator. And I said, that sounds like fun. That sounds like such a great way to spend my time. <laughs> says and the person like, who doesn't play video games. Says the person who does not play video games. Uh, and uh, I said, sure, whatever, that's fine. And I, I didn't learn. I've always heard, I've heard you, I've heard lots of people talk about Steam. I guess that's a, it's like a marketplace for games. So yeah. So my co-hosts are like, oh yeah. So all you gotta do is use your steam account to go buy this thing. Right. And I think probably your, your co-hosts probably had the same impression that I did, which is when this challenge was being set up, it probably didn't occur to anyone involved that you didn't already have steam installed and have a steam account because who doesn't already have steam installed and have a steam account. It is sort of, you know, table stakes for anybody it's it's like saying at first i'll probably have to download a web browser and then i'll be able to go to your website like people just expect you to have it i guess what i didn't expect was just how fun it is to use i i I guess i would do more (laughs) games if i knew the experience of acquiring them for 15 dollars would be so so fun so the fact that you didn't have steam installed it's like (sighs) oh oh when you say you're not a gamer oh now now i get it like so you don't even you don't even have now that you had not have installed you don't have an account you'd never used it no it's just saying it to sound cool yeah right you know you don't even own a tv no. So a now, what? now you you're in, in 2017. You take it upon yourself to download and install Steam for the very first time, and I'm not here to tell you that your impression of things was wrong. Just to get, I just want to give you the other perspective that I don't think was accurately conveyed by your co-host. So your impression makes sense. Do you want to, I, I think I could describe your impression, but if you want to do well, it justice. Well, yeah, I mean, like, just in terms of, like, background in this, no, I'm not a big video game person. You were very kindly, uh, a Christmas and a half ago, you were my Sherpa in trying to get through setting up a PlayStation, which I still don't really understand. I still, I still don't really understand what my accounts are, where they are. I understand a, a basically enough about how to get into Microsoft Live and buy coins so that my daughter can get Minecraft things. That's pretty much my extent at this point. I've bought stuff through PlayStation, some downloadable games. That's how we bought Journey. Uh, I bought some stuff like that. But no, I, I have not played. Crystal Caliburn was the last game that I played with any regularity. Maybe Glider. 
So I'm not, no, I'm not a gamer. It's not a funny thing. It's not a haha thing. It's just, I just don't, I'm not into video games. And with that said, I'm far from like an IT grind or, uh, you know, a security grind, but like I, there's all kinds of things where I just don't use the app if it makes me do a login just because I'm like, mm, you know what? Mm, I'm not going to do that. And if it does make me do a login and it doesn't have one password integration, maybe I might not do that. And if I do do that, I'm going to go and create it on the website. I'm going to do it in one password, generate the two FAs, all that kinds of stuff. I do it all. So I, more than I probably need to, I really treat the creation of accounts and downloading of things as a, as a kind of like nerd sacrament where until I really understand even a little bit about what I'm doing, I don't just start, we've talked about this so much. I do not just start jamming letters and names and passwords into things willy nilly for unknown returns. So that's the background on this is that ordinarily I treat this very prayerfully and I go and I set aside time. I get on a desktop computer with a good connection. I have all my things open. I'm all ready. My phone is here in case, is it going to be authenticator? Is it going to be authy? Is it going to be one password? All that kind of stuff. I, I have this very prayerful attitude about anything involving accounts. And as you know, John, I have an extreme suspicion, especially on the Mac, about anything that looks fishy with an F, anything that doesn't look Apple and Mac light, like kind of puts the fear in me. So that's what brought me up to the point where I had to get a Steam account. So I said I wasn't going to tell you that your reaction was wrong, but I do have some minor things to point out. I think your paranoia about account creation, which I think you just described, like the, the, the rituals that you have around and everything, it's slightly more extreme than it needs to be. Like that you are a little bit too paranoid. Like these are real things that you should be paranoid afraid of. Paranoid or cautious. I think it's pushing over the line a little well, bit. Well, it's not paranoia. I, the... I, I, don't, I don't feel that I'm being, I may, may very well be being pursued. I don't feel that I'm being pursued. It's like my friend Chris used to say in college, you know, you, you don't lock a door so nobody can get in. You lock a door to keep the honest people honest. And if you know to some degree of certainty that you have a unique password for this account that's stored in this relatively secure place, then that's that's a good thing. But like if you start, like we talked about, if you start getting like weird pop-ups or you get interaction design models that feel foreign, like that's a red flag. If you started getting things that popped up and said, you need to update Flash, what would you do? You'd go, oh, that doesn't look real. And so my experience with the Steam app was this really feels wrong. This feels foreign. This feels like like a swing interface. Right. But for for the case where you're creating a new account on a service where you haven't had one. Yeah. You and you know you're going to use a unique password for this service, right? There's no, there's nothing wrong that it can do to you. Once you've already launched it, like if it was going to, if it was going to own you, like it wants you to enter an email. You're going to give it your email address, and you're going to get spam. And don't be like my parents, like I don't want to give them an email address. I might get spam. It's like everybody has your email address. Already. You're going to get spam no matter what. Give up anyway. Hmm. You're going to give it your email address, and you're going to create a password. And that's what you're talking. You've already launched it. If it was going to own you and it's some like malware, it's too late, right? It's just asking you to create an account. It hasn't asked enter, for, it hasn't asked for um, enter, yeah. privileges it's or not, anything. It's not asking for elevated privileges. It's not doing anything like that. It just wants you to create it. You're not even entering a credit card, which, by the way, is one of the, you know, the things you should be worried about losing the least. It's annoying, but of all the things you're going to get stolen on the internet your credit card you just call them you cancel it and the charges that they bought gas out of state get reversed For the first and, time ever like, i pray that easy. no one is listening to this this is terrible advice no but i'm saying oh like my God. you're making it and, and the second aspect of this is yes. that you, although 
your specific hangups around how Steam looks make sense in the context of somebody who has no idea what Steam is like and hasn't used it for like the past decade or whatever, because Steam looks like Steam. Um, assuming you successfully downloaded it from the real place and didn't download like Steam spelled wrong, right? You know, assuming you actually got Steam. <laughs> oh my God, it's a backwards thing, three. <laughs> yeah. The one thing you might know about Steam is that it is huge and immensely popular. And if <laughs> so is Facebook. it was right, but, but if it was huge and immensely popular and there were some security issues in it, you would have heard about it. You may have heard about that. I'm going to say that you've heard all, all sorts of nasty things Facebook does, despite the fact that you do not use Facebook, right? Hmm. It's really big. If it's crappy and spyware and malware and does bad things, you would have heard about it because it's not some obscure thing that, you know, you're downloading for the first time and you were the 10th user and has no provenance. So I think your caution in general about creating accounts specifically, not entering your min password, about creating accounts on a new service where you haven't given them any information that's bad, mm-hmm. and you're, you're that caution on top of using Steam, which the only thing you know about it is that it's a big popular service and that you haven't heard anything about it, you know, being malware or stealing stuff, probably means your reaction was slightly overblown. Not a lot, but slightly. That's all okay. I'm going to say about that. Like, I'm not right. trying to shame you for the reaction right now. Now let me tell you. The, so you, you, the, feel, you feel like this uh, overabundance of caution on my part would be damaging for other people to replicate why? Uh, it, because it makes you live in a demon haunted world. It makes you fear that everything you do is uh, like, it, it makes you engage you don't in think rituals. That, like, that, entering a situation where you don't understand what you're doing, you don't feel like, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm baiting you, but like, th- doesn't it seem like when you're entering into a situation where you don't know what happened, ha- what is happening, it feels unfamiliar and you don't know the terrain. Isn't it better to be more conservative than less, but 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 the reaction to that is to engage in a series of behaviors that probably won't actually protect you anymore. So it's mm-hmm. like you, it, any more than so just I should have refused the challenge. Applying blindly forward. No, I mean you, you could have talked to someone about Steam. Like like I can like again I can imagine being like, what the hell is this Steam thing? But just talk to someone. It's like, is this okay? And they would have told you, Steam is fine. Like just I know it looks weird. Don't be afraid. Just uh, you know, create your account. Um, really when you were started, shouldn't have been cautious. It's like when you have to enter a credit card, because then you'd be like, do I really want to give my credit card to this thing? Cause it looks pretty sketchy. Right. But account creation, that's what was really bowling me over the, just the mere creation of the account before you have given it any information about yourself other than your email address already, you're like batting down the hatches cause something terrible is going to happen. And then again, this is after you launched the program. Cause if it was malware, it would probably already have infected your computer by exploiting some. Yeah. I want to circle back to that. I don't understand that. But you already you already launched Steam, right? You already double clicked like, the icon. Okay, so so like, how much stuff that you've downloaded from what seems like a good server is malware? That's gonna. I mean, like you're talking about like a transmission level. Oops. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like you've already you've already done the, the most harmful thing they can do. After that, so if this, all you if this can were do if is, this were transmission when it had the malware on it, when it had the Stephen Frank malware on it, like I would already be screwed. Yeah, yeah, because you already launched it. Like that's it. Okay. Uh, you know, like like most of these things are what they're going to try to do is they they have found an exploit that allows them to escalate privileges, right? So they don't have to ask you for your admin password because like they found they found a way to get access to things they want, or they don't have a privilege export and all they do is like extract all of your contacts from your contacts database because when running as you and a non sandbox application can read everything that you can read, right? right? So they okay. can get at all your files already. You know. Hmm. Anyway, um, Steam is fine. But it's definitely very weird. Now, here, from the perspective of a gamer, here is uh, my impression of Steam. And I think I'll represent 
larger gaming community, you know, say what yeah, we, by all means, what we all, that. Yeah. what we all think about steam, which is, which is really, <laughs> which is really weird because, mm-hmm. all right. So everything you said about steam UI is totally true. It like is, steam, it is didn't a steam like change the game in some ways. Like they did something that nobody had done well before. It sounds like they, they revolutionized the idea of like accumulating all your stuff on different platforms. That's, that's a big deal, right? Yeah. You talked about that on do by Friday, but, but first I want to talk about the actual Mac application. Okay. It, it is fake. Like, as, as I think you pointed out and noted, like, the window widgets are, like, painted on. They look like window widgets from, like, seven versions ago of Mac OS X, right? So whoever made the, the Mac Steam client made an effort to make it look like a map application by essentially pasting on decals to the corner of the existing Steam windows and saying, huh? It's mm-hmm. a Mac app now, mm-hmm. right? See? It's like... It's ridiculous. Like everything from the menu structure, like, but the content of the windows looks like how steam looks on windows. So it looks like a windows application. Right. I I, I knew that because I'd gone and installed it on windows so I could compare. Yeah. But, uh, but, but anyway, um, the Mac user's perspective on steam is a little bit different. It's like everyone else has steam for a long time and we didn't, and we were sad, but why we were, why, why were we sad? It's because steam took something that was really complicated and terrible and made it significantly less complicated and terrible. Still, in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. pretty complicated and pretty terrible, but the delta was huge. So you wouldn't have to go to a store and buy a plastic disc. You wouldn't have to have the plastic disc in your drive when you used it. Every single plastic disc that you bought wouldn't have some different installer. Installing two games on your computer wouldn't make one of them inoperable because they fought with each other. And, you know, one one driver worked with one, one driver worked with the other. It had, Steam was the experience of launch this application, all the games that you can buy are in one big place. You click on them and they download to your computer and you launch them from this thing. And eventually, you know, it did cloud saves. And all. It just, it made the experience of buying and playing games so much better. I think what was brought up on the program was another important point was that if you ran out of space on your disc, you could uninstall one of the games and install the new game. And when you finish that new game, you could uninstall that game. And if you want to play the old game, like at any time on any computer that you were signed into Steam, you could get your games, your library of games that you purchased, right? If your house burned down, you could buy a new house, buy a new computer, sign into Steam, and redownload all your games that you bought on Steam. Which these sound like trivial things in the in the age of the App Store, right. but this is all pre App Store, and it's for a kind and, and, of application and it's across platform, right? Initially not, but that's that's the Mac user angle. But this is and this is for a kind of application that was among the worst kind of application to install on your computer. Installing just one game could destroy your entire PC. Installing multiple games, the installs could fight each other. One would break. Oh, I have to update the driver for my video card. Now it works with this game, but now it doesn't work with that game. It was the worst. It was worse than Mac applications have ever been. And Steam (laughs) essentially made them like the App Store, where it's like, you know, install by going to the App Store and clicking and uninstall by going wiggly mode and hitting the X for games for like the worst possible citizen. Right. And then Macs didn't have Steam, which meant. They couldn't play any of the games on Steam, but they were all PC games. They're all compiled for x86 and for Windows and so on and so forth. And Macs didn't have a way to easily install and uninstall games. Not that there were many Mac games at all. Now, the Mac App Store came along, and it's not really... Was, like, wasn't copy protection... Am I, am I thinking way too far back? Wasn't copy protection also, like, a huge pain? Yeah, that was another stupid thing they did, like, you know, copy protection for the game. That's what a lot, a lot of them required you to have the plastic disc in the drive while you play, which was annoying, because then if you wanted to play multiple games, you had to find the disc and eject the thing and put the other thing in, all sorts of... And that, they would crack games to try to make that uh, not necessary. But, but yeah, like, what, what I'm getting is that Steam was an incredible quality of life improvement which is why 
a lot of gamers, I would say most gamers, have positive feelings about Steam Mm -hmm. because it made their hobby way better. Like, and I think the App Store is the best analogy for someone who isn't a gamer. Like, installing applications, like, we could do it, but it wasn't that bad. Games were super bad, and it made them like the App Store. I mean, like, is it, I mean, I know this is not a perfect analogy, but like um, my old friend Conflict Catcher. Like, if you had to explain Conflict Catcher to somebody today and they go, oh, my God, that was your idea of a good app? Was, like, you had to have this thing that made sure your Adobe type manager but, loaded but at the right time? But it's better than that because, like, but, the, I mean, in the, the sense analogy that, like, would no, be... But you would say to that person, no, you don't understand what a hellscape life was before we had a way to automate finding, you know, problematic right, but extensions. You're, but you're still doing a task that isn't the task that you wanted to do. It's okay, just some ancillary okay. task you have to do to make your computer work. You want to play the games, and before... To be able to play the games was a big pain and you weren't always successful. Now, suddenly, it's really easy and it's always successful because Valve and whatever would make sure that all the games that you get on Steam will install and run on your computer. Now, it was a little bit more difficult on PCs because of a variety of hardware, but in general, tons of positive feelings about Steam because they made the hobby of gaming better for people who like games. And then on top of that, it's all the Steam sales where they have games for a lot of money off where you can buy a bunch of stuff. And people, lo- it made Valve a lot of money because it made it like the App Store. It made it so easy to buy games. Don't worry about your hard disk space. Don't worry about it if it'll work on your thing. Don't worry about if the installer will do some weird thing. You have to wait for a plastic disk. Just click the button and buy some stuff. And when you don't want to play it, uninstall it. Don't worry. You still got it. We still save your progress. Anytime you want to download it again, go download it again. It was It was the best. Now, it looks gross. It's a terrible application, but you have to understand that the overall impression of this was, thank goodness for Steam. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That it, totally it makes made, sense. It made gaming better. Now, if you're not someone who plays games and has a previous bad experience with PC gaming to, to compare to, all you see is a very janky application that doesn't look like a Mac application and isn't isn't really that nice. Like you said, it throws up the big like advertising thing in front of your face when you launch it that you have to get out of the way and the interface looks like a bad web page. It's it's just it's chock a block. Like almost every square inch of it is a red flag. If this were if, if this were not your passionate task to start playing a game, if you'd downloaded or, or been caused to find that app, let's say you found that on a relative's computer and you didn't know it was about video games, wouldn't that be the first place you look for some kind of a problem? It's a weird, it's a weird looking and behaving app that instantly, and I said swing, I don't know if that's right, but I remember back in the day of having to use, I want to say Java apps, and there was Mm -hmm. a certain kind of interface where you're like, oh man, it looks like somebody laid this out in double helix. It looks like somebody just dragged around some rectangles to make this happen. Like this, this is, this is a painting of an app. This is not an app. And it's, that's a red flag. You're, 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 I feel like, maybe I'm overstating this, but I feel like a big part of trying to stay alive in the Mac game over the years has been to like, just the easiest thing in the world is if it doesn't look like it belongs on an Apple, it probably shouldn't. Like that's your, that is your red flag. If this looks stupid and like it shouldn't in this day and age, if you get something that doesn't look like a, like a Mac app, that's a really good sign that you probably should steer clear of it until you know more about it. The reason I think this, uh, your reaction was uh, bouncing off your co-host is because steam is such an institution in 2017. Steam is like, it's such an institution. It's to, like, to people who play video like, games. Exactly to say, mm-hmm. but like it looks like Steam. So that, that, what are you I talking mean, about? That's, like, that's fine. Like, I, I, I get that. But... Sort, of, sort of, sort of an acclamation. Like the, you, you become right. acclimated in the same way that. Let but, me for, think from of a man good, who doesn't believe that the floor of an apartment building can be called a flat, you could, you I see how I could I don't be forgiven. That it can be. No, no. Yeah, you see how I could be forgiven for thinking that, like, oh my god, this is not anything I want to put a ton of information in. So, so, so I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a modern example, and this is probably not the best one, but it's the one that's sitting in my dock. Slack, right? Slack is an electron application that uses WebKit views, right? 
Uh, it doesn't inside the window look particularly much like a Mac application. It doesn't really behave like a Mac application. Like it's kind of hard to forget that it's a bunch of web views, right? Mm -hmm. But because we all use Slack and it is essentially an institution, you do not run screaming from Slack and you start to think like, oh, that's just what Slack is like. Like you start to forget that it's like this weird non-native janky application, right? I I think I can give you an even better example, if I may. Uh, You have an Amazon Echo product in your home. I don't. Okay. Um, There's a thing you can get called an Amazon Echo. And there's an app that comes with it that is the name of the product, .amazon.com, or that particular thing, A-L-E-X-A. Have you ever seen this application and what it looks like? No, I haven't. Talk about a web view. I mean, it is so painfully a web view. I mean, it is so ridiculously a web view. It's, it's basically a responsive web view posing as an app. And I would never in a million years suffer that app unless I need it as much as I need it. Right. So isn't that similar? Isn't that similar? That's similar to Steam, though. You follow me here, which is like it's a garbage app. I would never if that was like a writing app. Forget it. I just had fired into the sun, but I have to use it and I want to use it because of what I get out of my device. So I put up with that. A common thing with uh, hardware devices that have a some kind of an iOS or Mac component is like we're we're used to this. Right. You remember the days of getting a CD-ROM and having the crappiest ported software in the world that you had to install Similar kind of thing here. It's just that I know that that is a a busted ass uh, web view, but I you know I do it because I really need to. That's not so dissimilar from somebody wanting to play a video game, right? And and also the reason that even on first launch uh, of this uh, Amazon Echo application, you are not as worried about it because you have some baseline level of trust in Amazon because mm-hmm. it's a brand you're familiar with. I do. And you're I like, absolutely do. Yeah. Look, and it's just big enough that if Amazon was doing something creepy, you would have heard about it just like you've heard about Facebook because they're so big. And so you fly right past that. And eventually, especially if your Echo device is something that really improves your life, you come to have positive associations with the Echo brand and all of their products, even though you will continue to acknowledge that the app is crap. In general, you feel like Echo makes my life better. And if, if, so, and if you say to someone, hey, you should get an Echo. They're really great. They're really making my life better. And their reaction is to just tell you for 45 minutes how they ran screaming from the application. You're like, no, you're missing it. Like, it's not. A, I know the app is crap, but it's not about the app. Like, the, the Echo, like, it's a good, you know, let me tell you about all the great things that Echo does for me. Right. And, and they're just saying the app doesn't look native. I was afraid to put anything into it. Right. That's, yeah. that's the difference in perspective from, like, do you have... Like knowledge of and trust in the Valve brand. No, you have no idea who Valve is. You don't care about them, right? But they made they made the Jonathan Colton game, right? That's them. Yes, that's okay. Them. Uh, Jonathan Colton game. I'm sure. I'm sure his royalty checks do not reflect the, the primacy of his authorship in that game. But you have no idea. Should. No yeah. idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Jonathan Colton game. I know um, so much more about his financial arrangement with Valve than I do about the game. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, bygones. What can yes. you do? Anyway, it's yes. a fantastic game, and it's a fantastic song. It is a fa- and, and the combination. All of the I know is that uh, it was a it was a it was a triumph. It was. It mm-hmm. you, that's it's so sad. I, I always there's feel no, sad. There's no cake because the the, for, the cake is a lie. Yeah, is what they say. Yeah. For for my kids, mm-hmm. I actually kind of feel bad about this. Like when when I'm sort of random playing through my music in the car, I intentionally skip songs from video games they haven't played in the, oh. the dim hope that someday one of them will play Portal and get to hear that song for what you know. 
it's probably not going to be the first time I've probably already heard it. But, I was that, but is, like, that, is that a big moment? Like when that song plays and like plays over the yes, credits, it right? Is, it is a big moment and you wouldn't want it to be spoiled by, oh, I've heard that song like a million times my entire right. life. And now finally it makes some connection. Oh, I see what they were getting at. Yeah, I guess that's clever. <laughs> it's so much better. So much better. You to, don't just to walk around and telling your kids the plot of movies and video games. You don't do that. <sighs> no, but like the, the internet does. The world does. Like, I know they, it conspires. They, it conspires. They, they seek them out. And so, yeah. So I, I wish my kids would play Portal for what the is, first time. What is this in service of, John? I don't, I don't disagree with anything that you're saying. Like, I, I understand everything. I think you're, I think you're, I think you're playing to your video game fan audience to no, make me look no, like the no. dopey guy. I understand no, no. what you're saying, I, and like, I don't, I don't mean to sound defensive. It's like, I, my feelings about video games are increasingly very close to my feeling about the iPhone uh, 10, which is like, I'm glad you enjoy <laughs> oh, that. Like, and I might enjoy uh, you, that too, but like. You will. I, you won't enjoy games that you will enjoy. Is it the screen? Is that what I'm going to love? Is it the screen? Uh, I don't want to spoil it for you. You don't want to spoil it for me. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a joke. <laughs> ha ha. That chance. Yeah. yeah. Um, see, even you know the lyrics. How, even you know them. Like, it's inescapable. You mean that, you mean right? that, gra- you mean that grandma movie? Yeah, that's the one, Ellie. That's the one. Um, I get that. So what did what did what did I do wrong? You you only bring these things up when I've done something wrong or I need to be schooled. No, it's not. It's not true. So, so the, is it that, that I misunderstand the video game community? Is it that I'm way too concerned about things I have no control over? Is it that I should stop worrying so much about having good passwords? What is this in service of? John? <laughs> having good passwords? Come on. All right. So it was. Oh my god. I'm, I'm not even being wrong. Right. Oh my god. Yeah, to, to to review. I, I have two <laughs> points, One, uh, two things to say. One was minor admonishment for you being a little bit too paranoid about these type of situations. I think oh I feel like God. you're not, not like, please un, don't listen you know, to this. You Anybody out there, I think please don't listen a to little, this. A little bit too paranoid, just a little bit. Not a lot, just a tiny little bit, right? In and that's general, harmful how? stuff. Uh, because, like I said, because it, it makes you spend a lot of time doing things that you think are protecting you. No, but it actually no, 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 aren't. no. It takes nothing. I hit, I hit this little clover leaf and the letter Q, and then I don't you see it anymore. You were ready to not do the challenge. You I were was ready absolutely to ready to not do the, the challenge. This is how I was raised. This is part of my my garb and my lore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, <sighs> that that was one minor point, and the second one <sighs> was merely to to give you a different perspective yes. to, to tell you that how you know. How the other half lives? How, how? Because I felt like that wasn't actually represented by your It's your version your of uh, uh, that's nothing. You should hear me play piano. It's your saying like you think this is bad. Wait do you see what came before, right? Not even just just like to to express to you like that actually like Steam has positive connotations right. for uh, for most people who are familiar with it, which which is very surprising because if you're coming to it without that, it seems like how can this have positive in the same way like how could that that uh, Amazon Echo have have positive connotations because the whole package is positive and because of that we forget like the the application is garbage essentially like that 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 i don't think a lot of people who use steam like even on the mac even super picky mac users spend that much time like and specifically i didn't get to this but the specific mac user angle is that mac users mac gamers we're just so grateful to even have steam you don't understand how grateful we are to right. even have to our, for our, our platform to be graced by this application that looks that's pretty you know, reliable right that look that looks terrible. Oh, and then one more thing: the security yeah. aspect of Steam. the the repu- The security reputation of Steam among gamers is generally that it is the most secure application on their system. Like that is easier to hack into people's bank accounts than it is to hack into their Steam accounts because Steam has been forged in the crucible of terrible people who are always stealing, you know, people's accounts and stealing their stuff and and hacking into their whatever, like. That right. Steam's authentication is the most paranoid and the most... We haven't talked about bank security, but like 
in, this is oh, maybe God. you know we would like we would like to think that banks are secure, but we all know they are probably the least secure thing. Please, please put that, that on the with. list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll right. Put it on the list. And but Steam, Steam is like, and like World of Warcraft for Blizzard, right? Gaming related things are so much more secure than the quote unquote real stuff in our life right. because they're made by real software developers and they are constantly under attack. So Steam, I find, is the 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 most difficult thing for me it's harder to log into steam than it is for to me to log into like you know a google account with two-factor authentication like there are more hurdles and more checks and more security paranoia involved steam the thing that keeps your games why because because gamers are a paranoid lot and because it is incredibly hostile environment and it didn't start off this way it started off as like you've got a username and password that'll be fine right and it's like nope Mm -hmm. social engineering i've got all your games right and you're banned from life from steam and you know like just all sorts of so it, it was also weird for me to say, like, the thing you're scared about is the thing that gamers think of as a beloved institution that we are lucky to have on the Mac. Mm-hmm. And that is like one of the most secure things we ever deal with. And that we wish everything else in our life, including our Apple IDs and our Google accounts, was as secure as our Steam account. And <laughs> like, owe, I'm so sorry. I owe the community an amends. I'm sorry I didn't like no, that. No, you don't. It's just two different perspectives. Neither one is neither one is right or wrong. No, I just I, what I'm I didn't definitely feel like wrong. is it what, oh my when goodness. I heard it on the program, like I didn't I didn't feel like you realized like exactly how how far apart the two perspectives are and they're you know it's just it's just context and like where you're coming from and neither neither one is right or wrong because you're totally right about the application being crap and i think i'm totally right about it generally being a safe place to enter your password but if you don't if you don't have that information going in this same application can look very different to two different people that's mm-hmm. all i wanted to say about that, right, that makes the, sense the, the first part was just about the paranoia the second point is like like you know Listening to that segment with uh, with my ears was it was a totally different experience. I'm so sorry I put you through that. I'm so sorry that you have to hear those things, and you don't even have an opportunity to come in. I do have an opportunity. I just you took do it. you do you do that? <laughs> no, it, yeah, it's just this. I just thought this was amusing and fun, and and I thought you would be interested to know. I am interested. How, I am. How, I, we, I, how I, weird yes. people. How how how, uh, yes. how strange the view of this terrible I, application I am, I am, is. I am genuinely people. stressed out by. Uh, something that probably won't matter to this audience because you're the one, it's your milkshake that brings the boys to this yard. Uh, it's probably not going to be too concerning for that many listeners, but I think you're providing, you're throwing a shape that I find very upsetting. This this idea of like, oh, you can be too whatever about this. I wish in a future episode you would provide more color and contrast about which things to worry about. Because I think people need to be moving very much in the other direction, which is like, if your intuition, like stranger danger, like if your intuition tells you something about this is not right, like what would you tell your parents? Like, or, or your whoever people that yeah, rely on you? Like, was, like you was, normally I'm, tell people, like if something so, feels icky about this, like don't embrace it. You know? I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. You, you, my point was very narrow, right? It was, it was two things. One, um, when you're entering information, you should know like which information you care about entering, which information you don't. If no one asks you for an admin password or a password or anything else, if you are creating an account, the only information you're providing there is your email. And presumably, everyone has long since given up on the idea that they can somehow keep their email secret from the world. Like I'm, I'm you well, know, as long yeah, as that's but, not the case. But okay, account but also, creation is like it's you can harmless, theoretically right? do the plus trick, which is a good trick. Sure, that helps a little yep. bit. Okay, that's fine. <sighs> enough, enough said. But the other thing is. Okay, there's some new hotness, and you got the FOMO. You really want this new app. You go get this goddamn, godforsaken, stupid iOS app that everybody expects you to use. You get it, and guess what? It pops up, and it says, uh, log in. I don't have a login. Create a login. Okay, so you're telling me, you, John Syracuse, you get the new hotness. 
and it asks you for a login. You're telling me you just type in a name at TLD and then just pop in a password out of your like gourd. You don't go to one password and create a login before no, you, you go into. Ha- you have to have a unique password. Like obviously, but no, we're but, all doing like, this. but like, how do you do that if it doesn't have a one password affordance? Oh, it's a how pain, do you generate but, but and record probably, a unique password? Yeah. Well, here's the thing about modern accounts, like. Yeah, it does not. No, it does not have one password integration. Like, resign yourself to the idea that you're going to be transcribing, right? And you're like, well, I'm going to. But you go, you go to one, you go to one password, you create it, you copy and you paste. And if it's sure, too much right, of a pain but, in the ass to do that, don't use right, the. Right, uh, but, but the service. thing is, like, you don't even need to do that. You can just put in a garbage password, secure in the knowledge that you never need to remember that because <sighs> as soon as you try to log in the second time, you just use forgot password. Oh my god! And go god. through their reset procedure. Oh my god! Is this what you would tell your parents? Don't worry, just put in a garbage password and reset it later. Yeah, really? I would tell them use 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 unique passwords for every service. Oh um, I mean, like I'm, I'm talking not talking to my parents here. You're my just, parents you're are just probably, saying bang on the keyboard probably, to get an account and fix it later. I probably tell them to to run away screaming. But you 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 are knowledgeable enough about this that you shouldn't be uh, fleeing from account creation because it is the like is the least harmful advice. thing. This is such bad advice. Oh, like you should you should go through with the process. You should not close the you should not close the window. This is good reformation advice for a bit of a nerd who could use some help, and I'll, I'm fine to be that. This is terrible advice to even a power user. I can't believe you're offering this up as a good idea. No, I'd like uh, you, because you were you were going to bail. You're going to bail on it because I wanted you to create an account, and I'm saying it's yes. unreasonable to bail because I wanted you to create an account. You should just create the account. That's what I'm saying. Okay. And yes, the account should have a unique password. Right. And, unique, and even, password. Even do, do, do you write that down in your password in your password diary, or where, where do you put that? One password, keychain. Okay. There's lots of places where you can securely put your passwords, right? Hmm. I um, guess so. But, I mean, you want it to be able to take it to work with you, so you should probably get one of those. Like, uh, you go to a Barnes and Noble, you get like a diary. You could write it in there. Well, here's the thing. Like, you know, you know the context. You know the context of Steam, right? It's games, right? If you don't mm-hmm. like, until you put something valuable behind this password, be, it it doesn't matter. Like, you haven't gotten to that point yet where you need to start caring about this. You're just creating an account. I download tons of garbage iOS applications. I think, I, John, I, I think we need to push, I think, and I'm sorry to sound like now I'm the one who's trying to cover myself in glory. I think we need to encourage people to push back against the idea that as soon as you see two blank text fields, you should tar- start typing and look for a button. I think that is a very dark pattern to encourage in people. That's when they're asking you to relay information that has already been entered. It's not when you're creating an account. Again, I'm being very narrow here. Okay. So, so that's asking you to enter something, enter authentication credentials that are previously established. I respect you enough to avoid throwing straw man at you, but like I'm just saying, like I will bet you there there are so many people out there that. Oh, wait, here's another thing. I don't know if this is an iOS 11 thing. Is it just me, or has like I guess Keychain gotten way better at working in lots of apps? Is that an iOS 11 thing? I don't know if it's 11. I've noticed it working more. Maybe it was even in 10. Like in Safari, it will give you all sorts of these options of like, do you want to enter this? In many apps now, there's a key in the lower right-hand corner you can click on. You can touch ID in or face ID in your case, in your wife's case. Tell her I said hi. And now it's remembering, okay, this is your Fitbit password. Like Mm -hmm. that is new. That is that. I feel like that's pretty definitely iOS 11. I think keychain keychain integration with Safari has improved across both platforms. It's better Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm talking about apps. Yeah, yeah, but same thing. Okay. Like, like with with a in a web view. Oh, yeah, a web view exactly. Um, I, yeah, I think maybe that was iOS ten or eleven, but it's, it's fairly mm, recent. I think it's. I'm pretty sure it's eleven. 
Yeah, it might be. But but also it's better about knowing that you have two accounts at this service and which one oh, yeah. do you want to log in with instead of just being like, oh, you're totally going to log in with this one. Do you want me to put the password for this one? And you're like, no, I actually want to link with the other I one. Just, I, mean, I mean, like, you... I, I'm really, you know, like I say, I respect you enough that I'm not trying to throw a straw man at you. But you're, what I'm trying to stipulate or, or suggest is this, is that like there there's something that has been kind of beaten into our heads over the last 20 years, which is like all of this stuff is pretty small potatoes, pretty small stakes. Anytime you see a couple... Uh, not text areas, but whatever, text fields. Uh, type in an email here. Type in some kind of whatever password. Oh, your super special password that has a pound sign in it that you only reserve for secure things. You type that in. Oh, maybe you use maybe you use the domain name, but you move it over. The first character, you move it over. The first character, you move over one letter. That'll get them, right? And now you got your secure password. Like nobody's ever going to beat that system. I think we need to get people out of this idea that like just start banging on the keyboard anytime somebody throws up a login at you. I just think that that, that is a moment we should have some repose and some mindfulness and say like, do I need to be doing this? Do I trust this? And it's okay for you to do that with me. I just I would just suggest to most people, including me, that that's not a bad thing to be advisable about. And just because the idea that, oh, you know, I've, I've downloaded this app and now I might be pwned. I'm just trying to say like, I, I feel like that is a good... That is a good piece of, um, that is a good viral message to share with people. It's like, stop just putting your information into things and mashing on the send button. Right. But we're talking about a specific case here where you imp- were intentionally downloading we'll do a thing. anything to stop from being helpful to a normal person. Intentionally downloading a thing recommended to you by friends, <laughs> by friends for the purpose of a podcast challenge. It's not as if something randomly popped up in your computer. And ask you for a previously established username and password. But anyway, to get back to your earlier point, you said, well, what's the harm in being as paranoid as I am? As not with paranoid, all these things, as cautious as I am. Right, I'm not paranoid, right, right, I'm right, cautious. Right, right. So anything like that. But there's a difference. Any, any, Par- paranoid. Paranoid is you think that there are imaginary enemies out to get you. Cautious is like you just you latch the screen door to make sure the flies stay out. Right, right. So let's let's just say what what is the problem with, with being cautious? Isn't you know isn't more caution better than less caution? And we're like, yes, of course, that more caution is better than less caution. But like everything else in life, there is a point of diminishing returns, and there's a point of harm where if you are launched into a state of anxiety and take a, a seven hour like deliberation research and preparation phase every time you have to create a garbage account on some silly service straw man there is there are, there are harmful side effects like i'm I'm using an extreme example like this yes. is a continuum mm-hmm. here right and all I said is that I felt like you were slightly more on t- towards the end of that continuum that that like Which is the, harmful the how? over. Right. Well, there it's harmful because it causes you e- extra anxiety and extra time. Right? No, Two it doesn't. Things, right? I just quit the app. No, but you, you, you the, the, yeah, exactly. Like you quit the app. You were kept away from doing a thing that you have to do for one of your ostensible jobs, right? Yes. Because you it's were part, afraid I have to, do to it create a work. Steam yes. account, right? And yes. so I, I feel like that is not a lot of harm, but it's All a right. tiny little bit. Like you could, you could have just sailed through that with with the correct amount of caution, using right. unique passwords in one password thinking about it like all the good stuff but mm-hmm. not to be like i gotta back off and take a second run at it after some consultation right <laughs> isn't that the appropriate mm-hmm. amount of caution i feel like you're just a little bit over a L- little, little bit a little bit, bit too I much fix that. i could be better at that i could be better just at a, that. just a little bit too much not too, too much. much and there is and and what i really want you to, to get on board with is the idea that there is such things too much caution 